green video and it suddenly got changed to that, you might see it's only getting $10 a month or something now. But I think the real issue is, imagine if you had a company and you worked so with a lot of people are. Sorry, what was that, Matt? You just sound like a robot to me. Don't <laughs> <you>? <laughs> just, just a lot of people are. Hello? <laughs> yeah, go Hello. On. What happened now? You just cut out. Go on. Oh, okay. I'm so saying, this is why I, I, I see a lot of YouTubers and also people on Twitch like, moving to Patreon. Hmm. Okay. We lost Matt. <laughs> oh, God. And welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner, and I'm here with Matthew Murray. Hello. I'm also here with Sean Bell. Hello. No James Farley this week. Thank God. It's John Denton. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> kind of sadistic. We're here. We're uh, recording this on today, I think, because it's uh, James- it's officially Sean Bell's last bank holiday. Um, oh yeah, sure. How did you spend it, Sean? Uh, the worst way possible. I had Sam White over. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, fucking dreadful. Ouch. The last time you've. What's Sam White like in the North? Does he change? He's uh, he's like a bit sort of scared permanently. <laughs> it didn't really help that there's a bin near my house that someone's written, written the word <laughs> on it in Tipex. Um, okay. okay. That's fine. I mean, that would be an okay. awful joke, but it's just true. It's just a fact. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and mean, how did you. Uh, for contrast, how did you spend your bank holiday Monday, John? Uh, I spent, well, the first half, uh, Nat and I, my wife, were, we went away last night to Salisbury and had our first time together in about three and a half years, which was really nice. nice. Came back and I was like, man, I miss the kids. It's going to be nice to see him. Hour later, I just, I just want to leave. All I want to do is leave. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, second, second half, less good than first half. And now finishing off for spe- you lot, Jesus. Was there a spit? I know, I'm sorry. Um, uh, was there a specific moment that, that sort of turned you and said, no, nah, I'm done here? Um, oh, God, I mean, there's too many to mention. Trying to teach Elliot, my eldest, how to use a knife and fork for the 14th time. And him just uh, <laughs> staring directly into my face and not listening to a word I say. Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> how about you, Matt? You had a good bank holiday Monday? Uh, yeah, just gardening, picnics in the sun, falling asleep during a film. The the huge. Nice. We went to we went to a fun fair and there was a uh, hooker. What is it? There's Whatever what? you hook something. What sort of fun fair? There wasn't a hooker there. There was like off the north. You know, like a hooker duck thing. Yes, it was like that. But instead of that, they had Mario characters floating about in the thing. So of course, Harry was like, "Yes, we're playing this." So I paid my three pound, three pound, and um, <laughs> uh, went and. Uh, Tried to hook a Luigi, couldn't hook a Luigi, hooked Mario, brought him in, and they said, oh, cool, what what sort of toy do you want? You've won. Do you want a water pistol? Do you want a thing? No, Harry had a complete meltdown because he couldn't keep the Mario figure that I hooked <laughs> off of the thing. That's not the game, Harry. That's not the game. <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Had to leave soon after. Uh, and now, yeah, like John, I just want to drive somewhere <laughs> and never come back. Ah. <sighs> Let's go to feedback. Speaking of going somewhere and never coming back. <laughs> yeah. We've come out to feedback. Uh, Renegade Ooh. Six Killer. So we... That was he, poor. He, he's, <laughs> uh, he's, it's, 
yeah. Um, so <laughs> we had many discussions on last week's show. The first of which was the idea that Dave, <laughs> Dave, sorry, I can't say it with a straight face. Dave thought that the PlayStation tease announcement that they uh, teased last week was turned out to be a uh, Gran Turismo styled playstation uh he thought it was gonna be a tv with a ps4 pro bill into it um i did i did um i did pull that back though because i said once i saw that they tweeted with that image of the car i said that was probably car related so yeah 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 but yeah but you still originally thought that sony were going to get back into the tv and console hardware space but anyway a renegade tits killer matt's right possible. the idea of a ps4 pro built into a tv is madness one Look at the shape of TVs today. Where would it go? That's a bloody good point, actually. Just make it a bit bigger. It's fine. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's the the most ridiculous (laughs) argument ever. It would go at the back. (laughs) What? What? How How would it go at the front? How would you put it on your wall? Yeah, and like, where do you put CDs in and stuff? Not everyone puts it on their wall, mate. No, but you ain't got yours on your wall. No, 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 no. I don't have mine on my wall. That's fine. But why is Sony going to make a TV with a giant PS4 Pro stuck to the back? You can't on your wall. You can't on the back. Slow down. They're not right. My idea when when it comes to this like, sort of thought process, they're not going to glue a PS4 Pro <laughs> onto the back of a telly. They'd spread it out a bit. There's yeah. more space spread there, isn't there? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, but it's like margarine in the back of the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, like, just like fan here, disc drive the other mm. side. Exactly, hard drive exactly. the bottom. As long as they're all cabled together, yeah. it's all right. Go on, Nate. What's the that was one? Take that into two. Like, some, uh, yeah, no. um, number two. If consoles are iterating every one to two years, surely the last thing you want is your built-in TV. Which most uh, sorry, surely the most thing you'd want is it to be built onto your TV, which most people iterate every five to ten years. Yeah, I mean. I thought of this. That's probably the only downside, right? I, I think that's a oh, fair only. point. But also that's the fact only. that, you know, it's not a, it's not the only thing that you have to have plugged into your TV. If it's already in there, you just don't use it. What? You so don't have to use it. That's great. Where can I buy one? I don't know what you're saying. Pro, I'm not going to bother with that. I'll, I'll what's buy the a di- what's the di- hold on. What's the difference between ha- buying a PS4 or Pro? Just to, like, oh, oh, don't buy a PS4 Pro because they're iterating it in two years. Yeah, but you don't have to replace your entire six hundred, eight hundred pound, thousand pound TV. Yeah, but um, Matt, you don't have to replace your full TV set if you're not using your PS4 Pro anymore. So yeah, what's but your the TV set costs two to three hundred quid more than it should do because someone's put a PS4 Pro all around it. In a and you've had, you put a disc four, in? you've had two to four years worth of entertainment from your PS4 Pro. You what? put the disc in the side. I thought about that. Put it in the side, right hand side. Yeah, like them building DVD players that kids have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. they're well the rage these days, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. Every, you get them in pink. And is there another point? Or from Asda, there's many more points. Um, three, the much cheaper for Sony and better for the consumer option would just be a decent bundle. You know, maybe ten percent discount if bought together. Um, so uh, also Brad Davies on the same point. The PS4 TV combo was a bit odd, but not anywhere near as bad as some of Matt's previous predictions. <laughs> Dave's invisibility argument was just as bad. We'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> we will. Richard, Richard Wall, there will be a PS5, but that doesn't undercut the steps, not leap strategy. So now we've gone to a second. Oh, I haven't got it. We basically, we went on to PS5 after this. So yes. The, the, PS, the, the PS5 stuff, right? What we were saying, and if you did listen to the conversation before tweeting in, um, was that it wasn't that it wouldn't, it's not whether it would be called a PS5 or not, it's whether it would be a completely next gen 
like like as we've known it before situation. Matt said it will be. We're we're saying I don't think it will be. I think they'll bring out a PS five if you want to call it that. The names are relevant, but they'll pick it. They'll bring out the next console, but the games they're bringing out for that will still work on the PS four Pro, not necessarily the PS four. That's what you know. That's just, kind of what we're just before we about. fully get to this, John. Uh, the idea of um, a Sony PlayStation Pro TV thoughts. Oh yeah, I was on your team the whole time. It's just madness. <laughs> it, it just reminded me. The more I heard about it, it, just you know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer designs a car. That's what I thought that like they would be unveiling. <laughs> it doesn't work though, John, does it? Because that would have meant that someone else bought, but like designed a car exactly like Homer Simpson's one previously. Like, you know, we've had we've had TVs with consoles in before. They've existed. I don't understand why this is such a mad idea. What, what, Dave, what that, that counter argument was so bad that I don't even know what it meant. I mean, you could say it's bad, but it was valid. I said that, that, that's the word. <laughs> this, this, this is this how you argue with people. If you don't listen to the what, show, I just actually, no, I just, what <laughs> I said is actually right. Well, no, what I'm saying, no, you're just saying it, it's a. It, it, uh, forget it. You're just talking bollocks. You're trying to be funny, and it's not working. Mate, Next, you, right, you, why, why, I just don't understand why it would be built in a PS4 Pro built into a TV in 2017 for all of the reasons that people have said. What the the it, it will only last two or three years. Why would you want it built in? Why would they want just to thinking, have it built in? If all I'm thinking, right? Why would you want to overcomplicate is, all the? I mean, I don't. I'm not an electrician. How is I that overcomplicating? You end up like or the energy efficiency and all that sort of stuff, and you're just going to suddenly lump this like complicated. Where, where's the cooling? Like, it, it, oh, you can just well, spread it all about all earlier, the, co- the cooling spread system. It out. Yeah, I know. It's just, just out the top. It comes out the top. Put it oh, in. It the comes out the top. Comes. <laughs> comes oh, it comes out the top. top. Yeah. Thanks, man. Did you hear that? What? It comes out the top. Idiot. Forward. He's comes out the top. He clearly knows what he's talking about, John. And the CD drive. Thank you. Dave's out on the right. That was on the right. So, yeah. Matt, Matt, you are. You said the PS5 was coming out this year. You said it was getting announced <laughs> this year. Go fuck yourself. I'm only no. a year behind. You said it was coming out. You said it was being announced this year, coming out next year. Please, yeah. Okay? Go fuck yourself. Well, the, the, this, the year is still young. Why are we back on this? I don't know. The <laughs> other part of the question was, uh, again, we've just covered it, but basically I I, I thought that there would definitely be a PS5 um, uh, and it's coming soon. It's going to be a huge uh, upgrade uh, on the current iterative uh, process they're currently doing. Back on uh, Renegade 6 Killer, he says also we've met on the PS5 potential, but in a sense it will be the PS4 Pro, PS4 Pro 2's name. The leap from PS4 base to PS5 will be generational, just like going from iPhone 6 to 7, having skipped yeah, that's the what 6S. Well, that's what we were saying. What you were saying was that it'd be a completely new ge- generation of consoles. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Bring I, the hammer I, think, down. I mean, it's it's not the name. It's that this won't be like another iterative thing. This will like, okay, this is clearly bang. This is next gen. This is a new generation, not just this is the new PlayStation. Um, uh, Richard Wall, um, there will be a PS5, but it doesn't undercut the steps, not leap strategy. See iPhone naming conventions again. Um, Transfers is back, of course. I agree with Matt Murray's prediction. <laughs> Sony have already stated that PS5 will happen, but not for a long while. And there's an interview, yeah, well, I think, on uh, VG247 saying Sean Layden said it will probably be sometime before the reveal of the PS5. I haven't said that it doesn't discount this year, but sometime. Um, but, we fucked but, up there, I think. On, by, using, by using the PS, using the name PS5, I think we fucked up because that's not what we were arguing about. It's not about the name of the next console. It's about what it stands for and what it does. That's what we were. That's what yeah, yeah, we were arguing about. Um, yeah. So Sean Lane said it'll probably be sometime. Uh, that, that, that's a quote from him before the reveal of the PS5. But um, a guy, a, a, a 
a, a guy from a um, securities analyst company called Mark Carey Capital called Damien Thong, who has a good track record of being on the nose of these productions, says he thinks PS5 will be released before the end of 2018. Uh, Transfers goes on to say that he will believe, he believes that just like me, the PS5 will be a pretty new generation of consoles. Um, what do you think, John? Do you think we're going to get a, a brand new, like, back to the old school, this is the next one, the games for it won't work on the previous one, or do you think it'll be uh, another sort of more powerful version of what we used to? Um, I think it'll be branded as the PS5, but it will have the the backwards compatibility, basically what you were saying. Oh, it's definitely I, I can't remember what the argument was, that, was that, last that, week. That, that was not in question. It'll definitely play PS4 games, but there will be exclusive PS5 games and it'll be like, bang, this is new. Oh, so I see what you just, mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I guess so, because you need to have, you'd probably need to have that, that benchmark, wouldn't you, where they can cut, I think cut they the do, old stuff but off. I th- it, it's weird. It just feels like they've, like, pumped, they, they've, they've put this idea out there that generations are dead. We're going to be just topping up, you know, making things slightly better as it goes. And the sort of new games will still be coming out for at least one console behind, you know what I mean? And to go back on that so quickly seems like a mad change of pace. And I, I said I said straight away when the PS4 Pro was coming about and, and when the Xbox One X was built, I didn't like that idea. I liked the fact that it was, right, here's this new piece of hardware. Let's push it to its limit. Let's spend years and years pushing it to its limit. And that's how you know, the likes of GTA 5 come out for the 360. It was incredible what they did with that console. And then they cut it off and bought a new new piece of hardware out. And we're not going to get that sort of mastering of the system anymore. Um, and, of course, now that they're moving towards more sort of PC-based uh, architecture, it's it seems like that's not going to happen regardless. So just bringing out a new console... I de- it just feels like a step back to everything they've tried to push on the market for the past three or four years. Do you know what I mean? Good. Right, <laughs> go on. Next, the, um, uh, what was the next point? So the next big, I guess you could say, contentious subject was the um, discussion we had around the next Splatfest being, are you team invisibility or are you team flight? Um, we all had our opinions. Dave's was wrong. He chose mm-hmm. invisibility. We all went team flight i've got some comments here i'll read out some of the comments then you can have your thoughts and john i want to hear about i want to hear about your argument as well for whatever whichever one you choose soiny boy or shawny boy uh dave if you could fly then you'd be very rich and famous in no time therefore probably quite easy to get gig and footy tickets if that's your thing or um, you'd be taken in by scientists and experimented on one or two. Next. Better. <laughs> Dean Chill made, banging name, uh, can also confirm being at the side of a stage for a gig is shit. All you can hear <laughs> is the drums, and even then, it's barely just, it's pretty much just bass. Yeah. Sit on the front of the stage then instead. Can we or, toe or man? Or sit right at the back of the building. Ah. Just sit wherever you want, mate. Just want, <laughs> yeah, just on your own, just being a little, like... Invisible loser. Anyway, you can go we- to gigs on your own, Matt. I know Next, I have. But anyway, okay, Cammy Toman uh, piped in. Okay, he was quite angry. But anyway, if invisible <laughs> equals naked, then what? You're going to sit naked in the football in the freezing cold, then walk home naked. Uh, then he quotes you, I could get on the plane. And he says, and sit where? Naked? Then what will you do for clothes at destination? Just walk around Manhattan in the buffet? Um, and then right, okay, you- okay, I- I've got to take. No, in I've got to address these points as they're coming out. Right, right. First of all, I. I, yeah, I totally accept I didn't consider how cold it would be and you'd be there naked. I get that, right? Okay, fair enough. That's that's a fair point. The next point 
on a plane. You just go anywhere in the plane. Just no, go there's anywhere. no spare room on a plane. Where would you sit? What planes do you got? Not everyone flies Ryanair. Go on a fucking <laughs> private jet, Sean. Like you, this, what, what, he's do you know what I mean? Out. You don't have to. Hang- you, what, sorry, when you had the option to yeah. walk onto any fucking plane you want, yeah. you literally think you were going to be on EasyJet, where everyone's like crammed <laughs> in. He's going to hang around the airport. But how are you going to know when the private plane? planes get off? There's no, there's no itinerary for them. Oh, get on a British Airways. They're going first class, mate. <laughs> fucking bags of room. Look at you. I can't imagine right. a situation where <laughs> I, know, I love it. I love the fact that Sean, if he was invisible, would still get on an economy flight. <laughs> <laughs> God, what was the last one? I because think, this is the funniest. Yeah, I, this is where he completely fucks up his whole argument. Go on. Anyway, uh, he says, and then he quotes you saying, "I'll sit backstage and listen to them chatting," uh, referring to the fact you said you'll just go backstage and to say Queen's Stone Age backstage, perfectly silent and still, eh? You get found out about it to fuck me. Come on. Right. Okay. Well, how are they going to hit you? Well, you just start I, flailing. Yeah. And then- I mean, you're literally invisible. There's no way they'd be able to land a punch. No, you just, no, you no, no, no. Walk to the other like, side of the room. No, no, hand. <laughs> yeah, but you said invisible. You didn't say there wouldn't be any sort of substance when they hit in your area. In, in, if they hit you, regardless what? of if you're invisible or not, <laughs> if you punch, there, there wouldn't be any substance <laughs> if they hit in your area. <laughs> if they punch you, even if you're invisible, they'll still feel something, uh, right? Yeah, but Matt, how are they going to punch, punch me if they can't see me? You fucking. <laughs> right, so if this is <laughs> if this is backstage at a gig, right? Bit of, bit of cocaine on the palm, <sighs> blow that oh, on you, and then clever. you're coated in it. <laughs> clever stuff, sure. These things more. I hope you know Queens is a bag of very <laughs> straight laced human being. Listen, <laughs> right? You, the, the, I mean, the idea that you would get found out and beaten up. I mean, a, a, you won't be able to see what you're punching. B, this is the other thing. People were going, oh, people will bump into you. Oh no, they'll bump into me. Then what would they do? They'd go, oh, there's something weird there. Then what would happen? You just walk off 10 paces and you've scot free. No one can fucking see you. It's just so <laughs> stupid. Oh no, what if, what if someone steps on your foot? Oh, well, then they'll step on my foot and think that's weird. It feels like there's something down there. Is it still there? No, it's not. It's gone because it's invisible. You just feel like you're a ghost. What's the point? You just get to see stuff, don't you? <laughs> right, John. Wait, John, what uh, is there more tweets? Um, only, only camera time. Mountain. He actually pulled over to the side of the road to to get those tweets out. He was so angry. <laughs> he said, "I wow. now calm down enough to agree that Shimmer and Shine theme isn't all timer, by the way, and it is. It's an absolute banger." Do, do you know what? Do you know what I'll say? Right, is that he clearly? I mean, he pulled over, and he had a very good point in the fact that you don't want to sit in the goal on a cold Tuesday night watching football because you'll be fucking freezing, right? He had a good point, but then he thought, well, I've pulled out over now. I might as well think of some other points and they just weren't as good. Um, also, I was thinking, you know, if it really was cold, I'd just run up and down, run up and down the pitch. Uh, oh, jeez, no depressing. Time. What's worse Why than like a, a naked invisible man sitting in a goal? It's a naked invisible man running up and down the touchline. Why is that depressing? I, I mean, you, no one knows you're naked except for you. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't want to be running, running up and down a touchline <laughs> in the den in the pissing rain. Just the only reason game of football when I could be flying the above only it. Reason, the only reason, yeah, but you're flying above it. You get there's a no fly zone in London for starters, Matt. Well, you get a missile know, up your ass in no time. They can't detect you if you're just flying around 
there's no like there's no decent heat yeah, signature. I, I haven't got a black you know, box on me. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny, Sean, because yeah. people have got this amazing detection device called eyes, and they can <laughs> yeah, but see. You can't use it to guide missiles, a... Dave. <laughs> they just shoot you them with a rifle. <laughs> like it's easy. That'd be too just... quick for them. So where's this they, America? I'd fly erratically. It'd be fine. No, you're right. No, you won't be too quick for them. And I was thinking about what you said the other day about flying around the world at 100 miles per hour. That's still not fast enough to make it beneficial. <laughs> oh, not in any way. No. John, what side do you sit on the yeah. next argument? So uh, we disagreed before, but I, I'm on Team Invisible, and, I, and I'll oh, tell you why. It wasn't well. an easy, easy choice. Say. It wasn't like yeah. ketchup or mayo. Yeah, mm. you can say what you want, Matt, but just hear me out. I agree with you, John. It wasn't easy first choice. Of, first was of it? all, what's all this naked bullshit? Right, we're talking a bunch of magic shit. I just need to, I need to get this out because why are you why are your clothes why my clothes are gonna be invisible when I'm invisible that I've chosen in this made up game. So my idea yeah, but- of being invisible, they are because I like, okay, but I'm invisible. What about the bacteria that live inside me? They can't be invisible. So what I'm just I mean no. They're microscopic. They don't count. Yeah. What anyway. about food? Oh, exactly. That's point. Yeah, exactly. Be, so yeah, I'm invisible. I'm invisible. That's the rules, as far as I'm concerned. I like that. So no, I'm not, yeah, but I like on the last it. episode, we gave Dave the choice. I said, "Right, hang on. Does it? I'm not. Does it, I'm not, not, yeah, not asked you. Does it, does it, does it make does you not speak for me well? in this matter? So I want to go to a gig. I will invisible myself past the security, and then I'll just revisible myself and just be at the gig. I will just that put myself so on stage and then revisible myself. Did we not think of that? I didn't even consider that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. And then, don't get me wrong, flying about would be wicked. I've got no issue with that. I'm not hating on flight. It was a difficult yeah. choice. <laughs> I did not think about it. Don't feel sitting on the stage in the nude. Just not thinking like touchline naked. I'm finding it harder and harder to co-sign on here, Dave. Running up and down in the touchline naked. I'm not going to do that, mate. I'm probably going to do a couple of massive robberies. Uh, work out a way of laundering the money and then just slip past security as and when but I'll have so much money I won't even need to do that after a while and flights no. I've got no issue with flight but you can't be like I'm going to fly to Australia at 100 miles an hour because you did say that last week Sean and I remember I that and it's like how long would that fucking take and you'd 100% die unless you're um, no, it's fine. immortal you just eat a good meal thing. before you go it's fine <laughs> 100 miles an hour to fly to Australia. How fast do aeroplanes go? I've not looked this up. How fast do aeroplanes go? I don't know, but they definitely go faster than 100 miles an hour. I've I've just had this image of Sean flying to Australia after a big meal, stopping over the sea, and sort of lowering himself down and floating backwards as he just shits directly into the sea. (laughs) Dips his ass into it to wash it off, and then flies off again. The most... Ungrateful thing. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, ungrateful. Um, so um, a, a, an aeroplane goes about nine hundred kilometers an hour, according to a quick Google search. I just yeah, okay. well, you don't have to go fast. But you can. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing that said hundred miles an hour. That's not part of this platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so David said running speed last week, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the. But yeah, the, I've always thought about it. Would be fun to be invisible for those reasons. So um, that that would be it. But yeah, the, the revisibility is 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 a crucial part of that. And also, you can yeah, invisible out your clothes all day because I mean, just you Why can. Not? Yeah, still the, the only thing choice. that turned me away from that idea, John, was that on the literally on the images for which side you pick, the guy is invisible with clothes visible. Ah, uh, so that made me go. Mm. Also. <laughs> I don't think we drum this this uh, point home 
like enough last week. Matt is not part of Splatfest. He's sold Splatoon 2. So yeah. why the fuck you, he's giving it all the big and it is absolutely beyond me. He's got zero votes in this. Yeah, he, he said to me, he said to me during, the, like, when I listened back to the show last week when I was editing, he goes, well, I picked the first one, we won that. I picked the second <laughs> one, we won that. And I uh, picked the third one, so I'm looking to make it three, three in a row. Matt, you ain't part of this. You ain't in this little discussion. You're a nobody. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like supporting Matt, a football you team. For? You don't yeah. have to be on the team to actually mm. pick a side, you know? No, but you have to support the fucking yeah. team. Yeah, he's like, doing. I'm not I'm talking the good word of uh, flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like Sean going, no, my mate is a Millwall fan because he watched a game on telly like a, a, a few years ago. <laughs> we weren't on telly a few years ago. We've never been on telly. <laughs> Stop lying, Sean. Stop trying to get someone on your team. <laughs> Matt. He's out. Yes, Matt. John. Who are you voting for in the Filipino presidential election? Yes, John. Yes. Right, is that it for feedback? That, that is it, yeah. There's if you want to tweet more. us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter or the Computer Game Show at gmail.com if you want to leave your feedback or, or angry, irate uh, comments about what we say and do. If you want to pull over to the side of the road and send me shit, then do it. Um, Sean, what, what's in the news, mate? On the subject of Splatoon 2. Someone mm. on NeoGAF has discovered that it's sort of got built-in voice chat. Um, so this is using... So uh, as you might be aware, a number of Nintendo games, I think it started with when they did Pokken on the Wii, and then apparently Mario Kart 8 has this as well. It's got like a secret LAN mode. So you know you can you can connect it to other switches, or apparently that's really fucking unreliable. But it, you press a couple of buttons on the main menu, and it switches so that you can connect to a router, and everyone connects through that rather than to each other directly. that makes sense? Okay. Apparently it's more reliable and it's used for, like, tournament play, basically. And, uh, yeah, a guy called Peter Cobra on NeoGAF um, did this with a couple of mates and one of them was wearing a pair of headphones with a microphone on it and then they realised they could all fucking hear him when he was talking, like, really loud. So... How, well, oh, right, what? Direct, <laughs> directly into... The, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> So, so I mean, got, we already knew that the, the the you know the headphone socket was capable of taking a, a combined you know head, uh, headphones and microphone, but we did, you know nothing surfaced that actually used it yet that we were aware of. But yeah, this this does. What are they doing? Don't know. That, I mean, that that means there's literally no excuse to have this going through the the fucking system anymore, is there? Yeah, and like you know, I, I get Nintendo's whole you know anti pedophile thing. Fair enough. Um, no, not fair enough. But but just just make it so that only friends can communicate. That's fine. I'll be all right with that. Can I just say as well? When I say no, not fair enough, I don't. <laughs> I don't mean <laughs> let the pedos talk. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying, you know, that it's parental controls are in there. Yeah. You know, use them. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and the fact that this Nintendo Online app is out and still doesn't support the two other games on the system <laughs> that Nintendo made yeah. that play online yeah. is is just uh, just uh, utterly incredible. Yeah. I don't I don't understand it. They've still so not done a single update for it. Nope. Not even uh, like oh fix a couple uh, as, of bugs. As I said last week Sean it's the perfect app. It is. It doesn't it's need an update. <laughs> <laughs> It makes you, you you wonder if they just basically contracted someone to build it and that's it contracts up. There you go. We delivered yeah. it. Fuck Work off. experience kid left. He's like, yeah. well, now I don't know. It's pro- God knows what it's programmed in, but we, yeah. we're, we're, no one's got a password either, so let's just leave it. Mm. It's, um, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that, good. That, that's crazy, but it's Nintendo. Yeah. 
when are we going to hear more about Nintendo Online and what they're doing with the, the payment system? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Payment system? Fuck oh, me. well, actually, I'm paying for the service. Yes. Yeah. Paying for that app. I mean, is, is, there, that. <laughs> is there a way of them scrapping the app without it being really embarrassing, do you think? Or do you think everyone would just be so no, happy I, for I the news that they just wouldn't easy, care? There's one easy re- like resolution to yeah. this. Is it? You go, we're not charging you for online play anymore. Mm-hmm. Online play is free. Mm. But we've got the service where you download the games like Netflix, the, these older games, mm. £20 a year, which is what they were going to bundle in with the online service stuff anyway. Yeah. Just just do that. Mm. Then you're not going to get anyone moaning about the online. Oh, well, you will get people moaning about the online, but not as much because they don't feel as though they're getting charged for it. Um and they'll, you know, twenty pound a year for old Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah we're I, all going to sign up. I, for that. I think what Sean was asking was actually, would it be totally embarrassing if Nintendo said, "Yeah, it was scrapping the app, and your your friends list is on your machine. Yeah, you can do yeah. voice chat, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I mean, if anyone is bothered about that, Evan will be up. You know, Evan will be totally joyful and loving it. So, yeah, yeah. that's it. I don't think I don't think it'd be seen anywhere as 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 a stupid idea, bad idea, or embarrassing. It's a stupid People idea currently. So anything it. back to normal would be amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I guess totally. So. Totally. All right, okay. Speaking of Nintendo dropping the ball, well, sort of. Um, so a company called AMD ISI has done a Kickstarter for basically, it's so it's a Switch. Technically, it's a Switch dock. It's not. It's like a battery case that just slips on the back. And it's, yeah, and it's, I've seen that. And it's got an HDMI port in it, so it functions yeah. as a dock, and you get like another four hours battery out of it. Um, and it's like, how much are they charging? It's like, fucking, I've lost it now. I uh, it it's it's on basically, the the, it currently is $45, but it's going to be $90 yeah. at launch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, which is still way cheaper than oh, the official sorry, the, the, dock, the, the, right? There's one with the HDMI port, which is called the Pelder. It's called the Pelder, but the Pelder, oh, the Pelder Pro, Pro. The HDMI yeah. port is the one that's going to be $95 right now on the, on the Kickstarter, but 140 at launch. And how Fuck much was yeah. the official dock again? It was something stupid, wasn't it? I think it was like 70 quid, was, 65 yeah. quid. It was cheaper than that. Uh, yeah, but still, for the, this is given that this is completely portable. Yeah, because you don't need better. to take the power supply with you. Exactly. Either, do you? It runs off the battery. Yeah, yeah. I guess. And, and I don't know. It's still way it's too expensive in my book. It is, but it's smashed its Kickstarter goal four times over. Yeah. And it just sort of goes to show maybe Nintendo should have had their own solution for this and it might have done all right. <laughs> But, but I have, I mean, it'd be interesting to know how Nintendo react to it, right? Because mm. uh, haven't you got to, because we were saying, isn't there some sort of license agreement you've got to have with Nintendo to release something for the Switch that works like that? We Is there some sort so, of, didn't we? Um, how, I can't remember how we came to that conclusion. Um, well, it was the fact that you can't just get a splitter in. That's you right, can't yeah. just get a normal splitter in, it works, yeah. it doesn't. So we were thinking, well, there must be... Maybe someone's Some just, sort of. yeah, maybe they've just opened up one of the, the normal docks and just reverse engineered it. Who knows? Right. Um, what right. is funny Exciting times is in the world of computer games. <laughs> if you go on the, uh, the Kickstarter, the video that comes, that goes with it is pretty embarrassing. And also, um, they've got like, so on about this project, it's got like all the websites that have featured it and some press quotes. And you know how normally these would be things that are like really enthusiastic and recommending it? They're just yeah. like, just says, Eurogamer, no dock needed, extends the battery life by 4.5 hours. <laughs> Dest- just reading out the stuff that it does. Much like the extended Wii U battery packs before it, it's called the Pelda Pro. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> where do I, where do I? Yeah, so it's great with ringing endorsements like that. Um, sign me up. Cool. Um, right. Last one, Microsoft claim 
that the Xbox One X is the fastest selling Xbox pre-order ever. But they're, they're, they've been a bit weird and not very specific about what that actually means. You've gone totally James Farley about this. I haven't. I, do, because <laughs> when, when I posted this in the, in the uh, chat yeah, or whatever, yeah. James was like, yeah, well, that means nothing. How many was it? I said, no, the, the, the claim, it doesn't matter how many it was. The claim itself is pretty impressive, isn't no, it? No, the claim is that it's sold out really quickly. No, the claim is that it's been pre-ordered more times than any no, Xbox. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's that it's the fastest selling. And that, what I think that about? is a deliberate obfuscation of, of what has actually happened. I think they've not had that many available. And they've gone, well, fuck me, it's sold out in 10 minutes. Well done, everyone. No, the the the, the quote was, yeah. you, our biggest fans, have pre-ordered more Xbox One X Project Scorpio edition consoles in the first five days than any Xbox ever. Mm. That's the quote. That's pretty straightforward. I'm still not convinced. You're not convinced. Who do you, who do you know biased. who's getting one? Sorry? Who do we actually know who's getting one? I don't I don't know, but like obviously we're same- we're not everybody, but I just uh, I've never seen such a low amount of interest in something new like this and yeah, I just I don't fucking buy it. <laughs> so you just think that Microsoft are just outright lying? Not outright lying. I think they've they've taken statistics and managed to twist it. See, I think I've got a different theory on it to make I don't think they're twisting statistics. Yeah. I I do kind of believe that. Yeah. Um I think it's easier to pre-order stuff now than it ever has been, and it's yeah. easier to pre-order multiple consoles more than it ever has mm-hmm. been. Like the done thing, when you think about the Xbox 360, and to some extent the Xbox One, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, obviously, mm. but the amount of people that can now just go on about 14 websites and just pre-order a console for free, mm-hmm. whereas before you had to lay some money down, like, uh, up front, and, you know, you had to go into a shop and get your receipt and all that sort of stuff, and... Uh, Obviously not for the Xbox One, but for the 360, I know it was definitely like that. Yeah. Um, and I think places were a little bit more cautious as well mm. about how many pre-orders they took. Like they had a cut-off point and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think maybe yeah. you can look at it that way, but I don't think you can just turn around and say, Microsoft are lying. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not <laughs> quite jumping the truth. on I'm not, going, I'm not going 100% Farley. I'm like 90%. Um. But that's, that's what I'm saying. That quote there is yeah. so... Black and white. They mm. are literally saying in the first five days, more people have pre-ordered the, the Scorpio mm. than they have any other Xbox console. I mean, it's interesting, like you say, because you almost wonder if they know full well that people are putting like multiple pre-orders in just because it's free. So why <laughs> not? So like, you're James Farley. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, not as, a, not, not as a mad conspiracy theory. Just like as you say, it's much easier to place pre-orders now. People worry about low stock so people will just be like oh well i'll pre-order it at amazon and game and something else because why not and then just cancel them closer to the day and Mm. you wonder if they like they know that but it's convenient for them to not really is it sean are you saying say like the week or two before launch microsoft's gonna put out a press release saying the xbox one x is the most cancelled (laughs) pre-order in xbox (laughs) history Yes. Because that's the thing, isn't it? You're saying you don't know anyone that, that's bought it or yeah. that wants to buy it. But there's one guy on this podcast that's pre-ordered two. So well, it's kind go. of like, <laughs> that could be I mean, the how point. How many have you pre-ordered, John? Just one. Just one, lightweight. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll keep it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, say, I, I probably won't either. stick the pre-order on and then... Exactly. You'd be yeah, stupid not there. to. And uh, as Microsoft have confirmed, many other people thought the same thing. I mean, wh- mm. why wouldn't you? And then decide in the week before when you're definitely mm. going to buy it. <laughs> Or, or, I mean, or not. Yeah. 
I, I've got there's there's absolutely zero chance of me buying that console, not for that price, <laughs> and yeah. the amount of money I've got, it's just not happening. But um, and if I was going to spend some money in the next like few months on a new console, it'd be a PS4 Pro, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah. There you go. Um, what do you make of that, then, John? What do you make of that? What's your take? Hot take. It's, it's a weird one, on isn't news. it? I mean, you, that, right, you do think that those sorts of stats are manipulated and tweaked or they only release a certain amount into the channel for pre-orders mm. so they can say like the, the pre-orders have been this fast or whatever i'm sure it's just some sort of heavily massaged and manipulated thing because i mean yeah it's in our own echo chamber so it's basically impossible to to gauge true interest but i don't know anybody apart from matt and myself who've got the thing pre-ordered well that's not true actually because um we've got our xbox friends who are just the, the diehard xbox yeah, they're boys all jumping on. but yeah. i mean they are the only three people like that in the world i swear so i don't know maybe it may go on to be a massive success maybe this is what a lot of people have been looking for but um i don't i don't know it's it's a definitely a weird one but i'm i'm interested in the machine i am uh, just because like, I really do like the PS4 Pro, it is uh, so much nicer than the PS4 with the with the 4K TV. So um, being able to hold an Xbox controller and not feel like disgusted by it again. Do you know what? It, <laughs> I put I bought when I was away. My little boys just uh, got into Dragon Ball, so I went to a game in oh, uh, Salisbury. Yeah. I found like a really old Dragon Ball Z game for the Xbox 360. Brought yeah. it back for him and um, just hooked up the 360 for the first time in ages uh, to the like the TV in the living room. And I was, as soon as I turned it back on, it did it did an update way quicker than an Xbox One does one, by the way. And then, like, yeah. just straight back in, it's like, this is so nice. This whole interface is still so nice. And even though they changed it four or five times throughout the, the machine's life, everything about it is still way, way better than everything on the Xbox One. <laughs> it's like, how could they have taken such huge backward steps? So um, I know the uh, like the OS is still going to be pretty similar for Xbox. Well, it's going to be the same, isn't it? Same as PS4 Pro and, yeah. and PS4. But at least if the thing works properly. Like, I've been... Going down to, to see old Chet Roivas, he's got the Xbox One S 2 terabyte, and it is, it's like a completely different machine. I mean, it's the same thing, really? but it's just so much nicer. It runs mm. faster. Obviously, the hard drive is massive, so he's got shitloads of games on there. The pad feels a bit nicer. Everything about it's just, obviously, it's, it's smaller as well, so it's not taking up as much room. I was like, man, that's a nice machine. That really is. So whether or not I keep the pre-order, I don't know. Because obviously it's a lot of money, and uh, you know there's a lot of stuff happening at that time of year. I don't necessarily have that money to buy it anyway. But um, also, I know what I'm like, and I will go and spend money I don't have, and then make it later in order to feed my terrible, terrible habit. <laughs> you know it. Yep. <laughs> mm. Okay. Cool. Last is that the last one? That's it. Could I possibly not- add a new story before you start? Of course, yeah. So I wanted to get everybody's um, thoughts on this. So in the last. Two to three weeks, YouTube has basically been massively demonetizing uh, almost any video that has um, guns in it, like video uh, video games with guns in. So like Destiny videos, Call of Duty videos, really? right. uh, you know, Lawbreakers, almost anything like that. And it's it's affected my you know small channel in in terms of revenue. Doesn't really make any difference. You know, I was only making a few pennies here, the odd dollar here on video. So you know, it's not. I'm not really talking about it from my point of view. But I know people. I know a guy who's on nearly two hundred thousand subscribers, and uh, he told me ninety five percent of his videos have now been demonetized. And you know, you don't know what the number actually is, but it's obviously a serious chunk. Whether it's ninety five, I don't know. But um, and he's got a lot of evergreen videos that sit there making money for him. 
year on year and he's putting years into YouTube. I think he's 26 now and I think he started grafting when he's 19 is what he does full time. He's not one of these YouTubers who's driving Ferrari around, but you know, that's his job and he makes like, I think, a, you know, I don't, well, I don't want to speculate what he makes, but he lives off doing that. And then suddenly YouTube's just pulled the carpet out from underneath him. And all these other creators, you just go, go online and, um, not necessarily looking at the PewDiePie's and the 8 million subscribers or the 12 million subscriber people. It's this sort of, you know, people who've hit, you've got that plaque, that 100,000 subscriber plaque who are there, you know, all these channels that are the lifeblood of YouTube doing gaming, which is what brought, um, you know, so much, so many eyeballs to YouTube, I think, in, in video game, clearly, like so many of the biggest channels of gaming. What an interesting time. That suddenly, because they're um, worried about all these games being brand friendly, that suddenly, yeah, all these creators are, are out in their ear. And I include myself in it. I don't really know what to do going forward. I have big plans to, you know, keep working and working and working and get that channel as big as it possibly can be. But now I'm like, well, what's the long term play? So I'm just kind of interested to hear people's thoughts because obviously that is not only a way, the major way that games are covered now from sort of a press journalistic or stream, you know, discussion point of view but also for the the game companies like should the ubisoft the eas the activisions be going to youtube what the fuck is going on because mm. all these guys are gonna you know leap off youtube realistically if they can't make any money anymore and go to twitch go to facebook whatever and suddenly you know call of duty's not getting those millions and millions of views across all these different channels anymore destiny's not going to be getting those millions of views and i'd be pretty pissed off if i was a company like activision who'd obviously been putting millions of dollars into youtube advertising as well and suddenly yeah they're not getting that other side of it it's just a really interesting situation i think and yeah. a real like could be a you know real sort of paradigm shift to how all this stuff works like for all the shit on youtube this seems like a very weird thing to pick on doesn't it yeah well it started <laughs> with all those you know brands suddenly becoming aware that they're, mm. they're, you know, their stuff was being advertised on like extreme right wing or extreme yeah, yeah. like Muslim, you know, hate speech, all that sort of stuff. Like mm. videos that you obviously, your Johnson and Johnson don't necessarily want to be involved yeah. in. You totally <laughs> understand that. Yeah. And it seems like YouTube has just gone to a complete extreme in, in, in mm. you know, they killed off all, all wrestling content because, um, yeah, that all got demonetized first. And now, and now this has happened. And I mean, I had one of my videos demonetized, which is literally just me in my room talking to a camera. I don't think I swear once. There's no game footage. I don't even understand why it's demonetized, but it's all an algorithm doing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're completely right. Yeah, there are far worse things on YouTube, but just mm. also if I'm a brand, if I'm a, you know, an 18, you know, my brand's aimed at 18 to 35 year olds, I don't want the only place on YouTube where my brand's adverts getting shown is on like, you know, cartoons or yeah. little baby songs and things like that, or, or, or a YouTuber that just does Minecraft, you know, there's plenty of brands that want an adult audience. So, which is probably even more insidious, isn't it? Like to just stick him on. Oh yeah. Baby nursery rhymes. Watch this advert first. Yeah. Oh, baby don't want to watch stop, stop plugging the adverts into my baby. Well, yeah. yeah that as well. <laughs> um, I don't, well, have YouTube put out an official statement about this? Um, just that, they, you know, the the a lot of this content is being deemed not brand safe. And if you want to guarantee you can monetize your videos, then you know make it brand safe. Then then refers to the YouTube's TOS. So that's it, yeah. really. Right. I mean, but basically, so um, YouTube's um, head of gaming had put out a, a blog post, and basically it said 
because a lot of people complain about the fact it's just automated, the fact this this demoralization, mm. um, and YouTube have said our automated systems do not make video specific decisions about what can or can't be monetized based on the publisher or the game. On the contrary, we and not only do we not we not only do we want to see epic gameplays, we want you to have the opportunity to make money whilst doing so. Um, but basically, they say, as said now, advertiser guidelines, violence in the normal course of video gameplay is okay, but gratuitous violence as a focal point is not. As is ex- excessive, mm. excessive profanity. It's as just well bollocks, though. Sorry to, to cut you off, mate, but it's just yeah. clearly, even from my small channel and the videos that are, I've had demonetized, bollocks. And also, ancient, it's clearly anything Gears of War in it's instantly demonetized. So I've got a video. From the, when I first started back in October, that's demonetized that was to do with Gears of War, and then nothing demonetized. You know, videos that have like 100, 200 views or whatever, all the way up until the next Gears of War video, however many months later. So it's like when they came Ooh. out and tr- made all those statements about when everybody was losing subscribers, and they were like, we don't yeah. delete subscribers, and then people are going, well, I'm no longer subscribed to my best mate's channel. What the hell's going <laughs> on? They're like, we don't, yeah. we don't unsubscribe you from channels. Okay. See you, <laughs> see you later. I mean, that company is... Right, okay, so, I mean, there's a few things. I think to have a fully formed opinion on it, we need to know more about who's been uh, questioning the content and uh, have they been getting pressures uh, pressurised by publishers at some point. I'd, I'd, we don't know enough details, but I will say this. If they had a problem with violence being linked to brands and things that people are saying, the videos would get removed. They wouldn't get demonetised. They just get removed. Why is it okay for them to, for the same content to be on the telly, uh, to on the telly, <laughs> to be on YouTube? Um, but it's, it's only okay if they don't make money from it. Well, they just want to be no able to go back to these to big brands argument. and say, oh, you, we can guarantee your video won't be on anything unsavory. So your, your yeah, ad the, won't be on any content that's unsavory. Ah, oh, it's the, ad, right, it's the advertisers that could be, right, yeah. okay. Okay. This is why a lot of people are using. Then what sort of what sort of YouTube? What, what, but then, how do you play that from YouTube's point of view? Say advertisers have got the hump that their adverts are on before something violent. Well, like what? What are YouTube supposed to do? Well, surely the answer is you build an advertising platform that targets people based on interests. So if you're watching a video that's got guns in it you will only get advertising that is suitable for people who might watch a video with guns in it or should be but, watching a video with guns in it. Unless you can guarantee, and, you can't claim that yeah. to the people that are paying money for advertising unless mm. you... Physic- this is the problem with YouTube. There's so much content yeah. on there that literally you mm. can't... Like, humans can't deal with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so from yeah. that point and, of view, I get it. And that's, you know, and I, that is part of their algorithm for advertising. It's based on interest and everything like that. And some mm-hmm. of the demonetization, you get a little yellow dollar sign next to your video saying that it's been considered um, only, you'll only get the type of adverts, either none or like adverts that are suitable for this type of content. So like you say, you know, a more adult advert or whatever. So say you had a massive video that was pulling in however many hundred dollars a month an evergreen video and it suddenly got changed to that, you might see it's only getting $10 a month or something now. Um, this is why I say a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers and also people from Twitch moving to Patreon because they feel like YouTube feels quite volatile. Uh, as John mentioned a few months ago, there was everyone being uh, unsubbed from their favorite channels. Now there's these videos being demonetized. It feels like a lot of things are happening in YouTube and YouTube are trying to, I guess, like protect themselves and advertisers. And that's why people are trying to move their revenue to a Patreon where it's a it's a bit more 
it's, it's a bit more guaranteed and a lot less volatile than whatever yeah. YouTube are currently doing. Definitely. I think what the major mistake that they've made is like, fair enough, there's a bunch of like channels with 200 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers, whatever it is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, small channels, and they've kind of just been like brushed under the carpet. I can't, uh, most of my videos, I can't even do the manual review because they need a certain amount of views in a week, which is like a thousand views in a week, which, you know, the videos just don't get because it's a small channel. It's just new. Um, what, what, what I think is madness. Imagine if you're a big business, a massive business and you work with huge partners, like, and they've just not worked directly with some of their huge, you know, people with half a million, a million, two million subscribers. They've not worked directly with them to work out how they can figure out working on an individual video. I mean, these should, people should have their own account managers. It's just insane. They've just gone, no, there you go, unlucky. It's it's a, just a, a crazy situation, I think. And, yeah, those crazes, you shouldn't necessarily rely on a platform for your revenue, but at the same time, I think the big people on there deserve a bit more. They, they've obviously brought, you know, millions and millions of eyeballs to YouTube and millions of minutes watched on their content alone. And suddenly they're having the, the, the rug pulled out from underneath them just because YouTube had done a terrible job in the past of making sure that all, you know, they've sold and sold and sold and sold all these adverts to all these brands. And then suddenly it came up that they're appearing on, you know, hate speech videos and something and they've massively overreacted. And then they should, you know, it's basically YouTube's fault in the first place for not being tight enough in the first place. You know, mm. you can't, you can't just say yeah. that and it's just, it's a terrible situation, but. I, like Matt says, like, Patreon's going to benefit from it. Twitch is going to benefit it from benefit from it massively. They've, I, I, I just don't see why they would do this without a massive reason. And if if they've had, the, I mean, at the end of the day, the people paying the money, the advertisers, and if they've had complaints about where their videos have been showing up, YouTube have to react to that. Yeah, no doubt. And, 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 the, and, and the problem and major, is, and, you know, blue chip companies pulled pulled advertising in yeah. you know but then what happens when youtube suddenly loses their their massive creators because they can't earn on their platform anymore well that's there are it. no They're advertisers fun. no advertisers are calling yeah, but they're they're in a situation, and this is the thing with YouTube is that there's so much content and so many people with so many followers on there. How do you control that? And with you know, I, yes, they have done a bad job of it, but how do you physically control that? If there's one company that that should be able to do that, it's Google and YouTube. Yeah, you know, well, I, I think they've been massively responsible with how they've sold their advertising space in the first place to drive up yes. huge amounts of revenue, and now they've fucked it basically. And, you know, a lot of people are sort of just going to stay the course for a bit, keep going, see what happens. But for three months down the road, six months down the road, imagine if you're just working in your job and they're like, yeah, so we're just not going to pay you anymore. I mean, you're not going to stay in the job, are you? Well, of course, it's slightly different. But if you've been YouTubing exclusively for seven years and that's your main point of revenue and you've done brought in that many views and that many eyeballs and minutes watched to YouTube, then... You know, I think it's outrageous that they can suddenly do that to you. They can. It's you. Do the, it's their platform. They give you the option. It's all in there. They can do it. But it's it, it's crazy to me. I mean, you you need it's all you need those creators. They're the lifeblood of your of your platform. They're the lifeblood of your business. Without those creators, you don't have a business. That's what I'm saying, though. Is I I don't think they would have just done this unless there there was a huge, or, or you know possible legal reason why they had to do it why they had to go okay fuck it we got to pull the plug because we're getting threatened big time here by the people that are actually paying the money 
rather than the people that are, you know, putting their videos up on our service. It's the people that are paying the money that we have to pay on. You know, if if they start threatening to cut the cord, then YouTube have to cut mm-hmm. the cord. I, well, I just yeah, what I'm no, saying. Then, I, I'm not saying it's the, right. No, no, no. I'm not no, saying but then it's what's right the, or it's what's the nice play here to... for them? Like, what, because obviously, if they do that, then you know, if adverts yeah, aren't being shown on all these videos, then they're not making money themselves. Exactly. The brands, exactly. And then the brands aren't going to want. You know, oh yeah, there must be some sort of reason. Maybe there is, some, you know, something behind the scenes that we don't know about. But it's it, to me, I, I think it's a massive, massive fuck up. A massive fuck up that is mm. being put into place by bad business decisions, you know, and greedy business decisions from years prior when they realised how much money that they could make by yes. presenting a massive, all these massive numbers to these massive brands. And then two things have happened. One, they have not controlled anywhere near well enough where that content is going. And two, also the brands are wising up that just because something's got 10, 12 million views doesn't mean that any of those 12 year old kids are going to go out and buy their product. So yeah. I think they, you know, it's a situation because one thing that is consistent across all of it is there are creators out there who can build themselves huge audiences and there are other platforms where they can continue to either move that audience or rebuild or build a new audience, be it Twitch, be it Facebook. You know, there are other global platforms where they can, the creators can, can do that. I think it's just, this is going to be a really interesting period for, for the whole industry. Yeah, I think within the next few years, you're going to see a complete restructure of how you can monetize your videos on YouTube. And I don't think it will be a necessarily good one either. I think the way Twitch are doing it at the moment, and you know, the only reason I know about this stuff is because Matt's been looking into it, you've been looking into it and stuff. Um, and I've been getting third-hand information. But the way that Twitch seemed to approach getting money for its content creators seems a lot more intelligent and a lot more, um, I want to say interesting, but it makes more sense. Definitely. And, and it's you know, way you've better got to get over well. certain thresholds to monetize videos. When you let everyone who uploads a video to YouTube whack an advert at the front of it, that's always exactly. going to be a nightmare. And, you, and as you're saying, it's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. YouTube have changed that recently. I mean, in the last few months, they've changed that. So you need at least a minimum of 10,000 views across your channel. So it's not just everyone, but. But now, but that, that that still means there's millions of people who have got that minimum of ten thousand. But yeah, so it's not you couldn't start a YouTube channel tomorrow and, and get advertising on on your channel because uh, no. But they've only just recently changed that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So and uh, you know that could be in reaction to whatever's gone on behind the scenes because I do genuinely think because it makes no sense for YouTube to do it, zero sense financially and um, in terms of keeping people uploading to their channel you know competitively it makes no no uh, sense because people are just going to move to twitch yeah uh, and other other gaming sites whatever and you're right um, twitch how they're controlling being... it is is far better just to give a very brief overview and matt you can correct me if i've got anything wrong here basically you you start off and you can't then soon if you if you can sort of uh, overcome some fairly low thresholds in terms of like amount of streams you're doing a week amount of minutes watched and amount of followers they're all quite low it's like 50 followers it's quite low um you get an email eventually after a few weeks asking you to become an affiliate if you want to and then you can have people subscribe to your channel which costs either 5 15 or 25 dollars but basically it's five dollars but if you have amazon prime you get one free subscription to any creator a month so basically your audience if they got amazon prime go you know i'll subscribe to you and so and then it's 50-50 split between Twitch and the creator on that $5. 
And then only if you can get to partner status, which is basically, um, that's not about thresholds. That's about getting to a certain size and then applying and Twitch agreeing. Um, then you start having, you know, an ad share on the ads that are shown on your video. So Twitch controlling everything. And there's only out of 2 million channels or whatever it is on Twitch, only 17,000 partners. So they can literally completely control who they, they know. Every single person, I'm sure their business is big enough that they can have, you know, account managers looking after however many hundreds of people. So they know all the content, what, you know, they can say, okay, we've got these, these partners here to this brand and say, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that your adverts are being shown with this person and they can have the, they've, they've done a far, far better job. And yeah, I'm sure their bottom line in terms of the ad rev that they're bringing in from the big brands isn't as high as YouTube's, nowhere near, but they've not got themselves into this ridiculous situation. Yeah. And you yeah. can see why Amazon bought them for, I think it's only like 900 million like two or three years ago and people saying Twitch should be worth 20 billion in the next two two to five years and it's with these quite strong business models that that support the creators as well as them as a business (laughs) Um, yeah and I mean you could argue that hey hold on you're advertising on my website with my content um and I'm not getting a penny of it because all advert uh, all streams and everything on Twitch has an advert at the start Um, but Sorry, that that is unless you're a Twitch Prime slash Amazon Prime customer, in which case you won't see ads. Everyone else. No, does oh, yeah, no, obviously. But but if I go onto anyone's stream at the moment, then it's going to be it, there's going to be an advert at the start. And I suppose there is an argument to say, hold on, you're advertising on my content, and you know I'm not seeing a penny of that. Is that right? But at the end of the day, if it means that they are um, that this is more controlled. Mm. then surely it's a more stable environment. And also for they're providing a platform creators. for free. So if exactly. you go in knowing exactly, it, yeah. that, you know, you know that there's going to be an advert there. So you make that choice yourself as a creator or as a, you know, you know, hobbyist, or whatever it is fine. They're going to do that. But I get this amazing platform for free where I can, I'm just stating the obvious now. We, we know what I'm going to say, but I think that's a, a more honest and open transaction anyway. And I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Totally so it was just an interesting, interesting thing, I think for, to, to think about. And I also like, you know, we come from the ages of magazines and, you know, then websites and like the whole video stuff isn't is ingrained in the way we consume games. It's more so than it used to be. But, you know, compared to a generation younger than us, where that is basically like what they've grown up with from 10 years old to now. And um I think maybe the our generation aren't quite as aware of how big some of this stuff is or how important some of this stuff is. But we, I'm sure we're going to talk about a, a game that's become very, very massive later, almost exclusively due to these, you know, video and streaming surfaces in, in, in PUBG. So just an interesting time. It's just something to think about. Yep. 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 Right. Okay. Let's get on to what we've been playing. Uh, Sean, you're going to start this week, mate. Uh, pretty brief one from me, I think. Um, so, so Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battles out this week. I can't afford it, but I can afford XCOM 2 because it's 12 quid on PSN at the moment <laughs> um, and I've been fancying to go on it for a while I played like a fair bit of the last one and the originals back in the day um, so yeah I was bang up for this it is so fucking difficult it's unbelievable like <laughs> isn't like that said, like one of the things people say about that game like oh it's, yeah it's really yeah, tough but like, like, it's I've, like a main I've, selling point I've played the others but this one's just ridiculous like <laughs> Like I know how like I know how good it is because everyone tells me. I'm not saying it's shit, but I'm like 90 minutes in and I've been having the most miserable fucking time with it. 
right? You do. Surely you can knock it down, though, right? Yeah, that fucking doesn't make any difference. <laughs> I'm still shite at it. Um, like you, so you do like your, your training mission where it literally tells you every single thing to do, right? It's like move this person here, now move this person here, tell this person to shoot this person, da, da, da. like step by step. Did you fail that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it goes straight from that to like just full on fuck you, deal with it. <laughs> like I, like I'm literally I'm on the first proper mission still I haven't passed it yet I've failed it three times now um, and it's like you can just so uh, one of the changes is that um, most missions have like a timed objective so you can't spend too long fucking around like you, you start every mission where you're concealed so the enemy don't know you're there and the whole point is um, you've got to sneak into like the best position possible and then alert the enemy and then all you guys can ambush the enemies, right? On paper, that's how that's supposed to work. But then combined with that, there'll be a, like a, you know, a thing you've got to reach. Like this bomb's going to go off in six turns, or whatever. You've got to run in and defuse it first or else everyone gets wiped out, which is cool. And that makes sense because otherwise you could just spend forever just meticulously planning everything. Whereas it gives you, this gives you a sense of urgency having that, that term limit, limit on it. That's fine, but like the, one of the enemy's abilities now is that they can basically resurrect any dead character as an enemy. So that includes people you've killed and also your dead units. So when one of your guys gets killed, it'll come back as an enemy. So bearing in mind, you only have four units in the, the starting mission. I, I can't remember if that's standard throughout the game or what, but... So, like, losing one person is just, like, it's fucking irretrievable. There's no way of pulling it back because that person is not only dead, but then becomes another enemy you've got to deal with when you're already, like, massively outnumbered. Um, And also, the unit that can do that can also just mind control your guys. So it'll just be like, right, that guy, that character's an enemy now. But obviously, if Mm. you kill them, that's them dead forever. So you've kind of got to, like, work your way around to killing the guy that's controlling your unit. But which again is also really difficult. It's just obscene how quickly it just throws you in at the deep end. And I like, and I know I'm, I'm gonna just, like, I am gonna go back to it and I'm gonna persevere with it. Um, it's just unbelievable how it just goes from north to 60 in, in no time at all. Um, and it sounded like little bitch here, Sean, to be honest with you. <laughs> you Mate, give it a go. It's 12 quid. Get involved. <laughs> Your little baby <laughs> game's coming out at the end of the week. Stick to that. Did you say, well, yeah, did you say you like, can? I'm gonna go Bang back it to down, it. Sean. Yeah. You're sorry? Did you say you can bang it down to too easy? Yeah, and I have, and it's still. Oh, and it's still that brutal. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's still like it's one of those ones where so obviously every shot you take, there's like a percentage chance of hitting, and you can be like three steps away from someone and miss, and you just oh come on, oh, supposed to be highly trained military like operatives. Handed mode or like some sort of like Wii U one button, just press giant X and then it does it all for you. All auto shot, I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, well, so there's, was the first one this bad, this difficult? No, I, I got on really no. well with the first yeah, one. Yeah, same, same as um, that. I mean, it's hard and it got harder, right? And yeah, I ended yeah. up, my playthrough ended up in failure. So yeah. I never got to the end of the game. But yeah, mm-hmm. not first mission, second mission. Yeah. Nowhere near. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, obviously the, the missions are sort of randomly rolled, I think. So it might just be that I've got an especially shitty one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking weird. It's also, it's, it's, this is a, a stupid criticism, but so it's set 20 years after the last one and the aliens have taken over. And I've, I fucking hate it when games do that. It's like, oh, did you finish the first game? Did you? No fucking point, mate. We lost anyway. 
Because that's what? the story for the sequel. <laughs> that's never bothered me, that. Like, I just, you know, I, they do do that a lot. It's like, which way will you choose? And the next mm. one comes out. Okay, right. This is, he made that choice. Forget about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it just, yeah, that's never really bothered I just mm. look at that sort of stuff and go, oh, okay, he made that choice, then fine. Mm. Like, I've never <laughs> been that invested in my choice to get angry about it. Um, but then also, whenever I play these which is very rarely these days these um strategy games like this mm. i literally i boot up the single player and i play the easy ones this happened to me with fire emblem on the mobile phone or whatever it was mm. i sit there and i play the first few missions i go oh i keep winning good oh i've lost one right that's it that game's going in the bin <laughs> like that is it i've got no i've got no interest in trying to work out why i lost that time it mm. just goes right that's the last time i play that game then <laughs> a bit like championship manager like uh, oh i've won a couple of games in the pre-season friendlies oh the season starts now three nil okay but delete <laughs> just uninstall <laughs> <laughs> not not living my life like that. Uh, so yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go back, but it's just yeah, just absolutely staggered by how difficult it is right off the bat. Well, if you're, I, I'm really surprised you're not getting Marion Rabbids, so Sean. I know it, it's you know I haven't got the money right now, mm. but I thought that'd be I thought you'd be there day one, regardless of any other game in the near distance. I, I am, I am bang up for out. it, and I am going to get it. It's just uh, yeah, the finances this week are not paying. I, I am sort of happy that it hasn't got tens everywhere because I thought 2017. <laughs> it's a video game. If it's a tens everywhere, I'm just gonna have to buy, it, even though it doesn't really truly interest me. But <laughs> luckily, it's a lot of like sevens, eights, and some nines. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I can probably just about get away with not playing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never played next come game. I know everyone mm-hmm. says they're brilliant. Um, so th- th- I haven't got that hook in in me either. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm sort of glad it wasn't. It hasn't been another mind blowing game. Yeah, yeah. Good. All right. Are you playing? You playing this one, John? Um, I'm hoping to get it tomorrow. So um, yeah, I was hoping to, to to get it a bit earlier to uh, put a review out, but didn't manage to get hold of it. But I'm hearing that I'm getting hold of it tomorrow. I'm excited, man. I, I loved the first XCOM. I, I, mm. the, you know, the first new XCOM. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, never got around to playing the second one. I think it was one of those games that just came out the same week as a bunch of other stuff. Well, Can't it was a weird was. release, wasn't it? Because it yeah. like at first it came out just on PC, and everyone's That's like, "Oh, well, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll wait for the PS4 yeah. version." And then that just sort of slithered out at some yeah, point. Yeah, and my my <laughs> brother played the the PS4 version, and like I mm-hmm. think at the time it was really broken. Like the further you got into it, like the frame rate just went to shit. There was like a memory leak oh, problem shit. or something like that. I think it's been fixed now, mm-hmm. but that put me off as well. And now. Twelve quid sounds good, but also if I'm getting the the rabbits game, yeah, yeah, I'll probably do that instead. But um, yeah, I mean the the the, the emergent stories in those games are phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, like it's it incredible. Like literally, you know, the first proper mission, and I'm already like getting really fucked up over like having to consider shooting one of my own men because otherwise he's going to kill everyone else. <laughs> and, like and stroke it, being like fucking hell. Like I was, you know, how's this going to how's this going to feel like ten hours in when I've mm. actually like leveled people up and like I'm quite invested in them. It's going to be awful in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have we ever mentioned the rabbits versus minions thing? Like no. how that hadn't become a lawsuit or something. It's insane. <laughs> like the first time I saw the minions, I was like, mm. my dad was like, check these guys out. They're fucking mental. And I'm like, dad, they're the rabbits. They're just the rabbits, big <laughs> yeah. yellow. What, what are they? And I showed him a rabbits video and he was like, oh yeah, there's the same thing. It was just weird. I can't believe that's not been like some sort of it's true. lawsuit yeah, involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. One of them's a rabbit though. Um, okay, cool. Is that all you've been playing? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go this time. I'll go. Uh, I, I right. I was in um, Sainsbury's this weekend, and uh, you know how we're always going. 
uh, how is Grand Theft Auto still top of the charts? Well, I do my usual thing where I, I can't walk into a supermarket without walking down the games aisle. I don't know why. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I've got Obviously. no reason to well, walk down there. You do get the odd bargain. Yeah, of course you do, but I'm not. I haven't but, even got the money mm. for a bargain. I just go there to look <laughs> at the games. Like yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. I, I have no intention of buying a game, but I just want to see what's happening in that aisle. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How's my hobby being represented? So, the Tesco yeah, where I shop as well, the big Tesco down the road from me. To get to that aisle, you have to go up the like weird flat escalator thing and all the <laughs> yeah, way around. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. basically the furthest point of the shop, still going there yeah. first. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a nightmare. I think. I think that must date back to when we were kids and. You know, you couldn't walk past the game shop without walking in because, mm. like, that's when you would literally the amount of times you remember standing in front of racks of games and then flipping through them mm. because yeah. I, I don't, it was just great. It was a great time. It was a great time, kids. It was okay, a great time. But there's, there's a massive Tesco near me, and it, it, that's that's you know, recent. It's got all the like stuff, and that's great. But the, the closest Tesco, just in like the town I live in, that the game section there is so sad. I want to work there for free just to make sure that that I was sorted out. It's got like old games. <laughs> it's just like someone clearly does not love anything to do with video games who's sorts that aisle out it's just got games which are like 50 quid it's probably like and mass Effect andromeda for 50 quid it's probably still in like chart position one it's just so bad it's just it's just those like um little plastic cards saying buy this you know at the front it's just oh there's no love in that whatsoever it does my head in every time i go down it which is every single day <laughs> so um so i was in sainsbury's and um <laughs> I, I was just looking at the games aisle, and some bloke rocked up. He had a couple of kids with him. He just walked up with his trolley, and he stopped next to me and was looking at the PS4 games. Reached up and bought a, a copy of Grand Theft Auto Five. And nice. I, I was this. If he didn't have kids with him, right? Because I don't know why that, that put me off asking. I wanted to turn around and go, "Why have you done that? Like, why have you bought that? <laughs> I just, just find out why. Like, oh, I just, you know, Grand Theft Auto, isn't it? I thought I'd buy it. Yeah, but it's really old, and surely you've played it. Everyone in the world has got this game. <laughs> Why are you buying it again? Like, I, I, if he'd have said, oh, my disc broke, or something, you know, if, but no, I, I've no idea why he's bought it. But then when I'm walking around and Joe's saying, oh, I don't want to get this bread, it's too expensive, for fuck, um, I, I thought, actually, maybe I should try GTA Online again. Um, mm-hmm. So I got home, installed it, Played it that night, played it the night after, and I just had so much fun, so mm. much fun. The second night, the first night was fun enough because uh, what I didn't realise is that it has random challenges in it now. It's probably been in there for ages, but um, you'll just be driving around doing normal stuff and then it'll flash up on the screen. Right, get as many new misses as you can. You know what I mean? Like those old okay. um, Burnout Paradise style uh, things, like someone's mm. activated this like random challenge. There was one yeah. that was like, um, climb as high as you can and jump off and, you know, don't use your parachute to the last moment, the furthest drop wins. You know, it's all stuff like that and it's all timed and it's got a scoreboard at the bottom right-hand corner um, and you get money if, you, if you're if you at the top of the, the scoreboard. It's, it, you know, and so I was just doing that stuff and just having a, a whale of a time. And then uh, the next night, Matt jumped on with me and Honestly, Matt, that was just fun from start to finish. When it at first, yeah, it was brilliant. first of all, you're like, "What do we actually do? I don't know what to do." And we were just doing free roam mode. We weren't doing any emissions or any of that shit. We were just we started off by just going from shop to shop and robbing them. Like, whole, you know how you can walk into a shop, point the gun at the shopkeeper, and then mm. steal the money and try and get away from the police. We just did that for a while, 
And that was fun enough because we were just making each other laugh. Matt, <laughs> every time we robbed a place, Matt had to shoot the shopkeeper. And I, that's not true. That first one, I did not shoot him, but he fell over. There was he blood went down. all over the window, happened. Matt. There was blood all <laughs> yeah, over the window. Also, I just saw bread everywhere, but it wasn't me. I, I, I shot a nearby bottle to sh- you know, shit him up, to freak him out. <laughs> well, that, that was, that was then, the funniest thing. Because, I mean, it, proper computer game nonsense. And, you know, I'm not having a pop of the game. But we walked in. We held up the store. Matt shot the bloke. We got in a getaway car, managed to get away from the police. I flipped the car. We walked back to the shop and said, should we see what happens if we walk in again? Walked in again. The man was alive and behind the counter going, hola. <laughs> <laughs> so we just robbed him again. Um, uh, and then we did that for a while. And then the next thing was like hilarious. We were driving down the road and Matt suddenly got a bounty on his head because you can like put bounties on people's heads. And I said, Matt, pull over a minute. I just want to, I just want to try something out. He got out of the car. I shot him. I got <laughs> grand. All fine. <laughs> then what happened with the last guy? Didn't, oh, that was it, right? Then- that was because we decided that we wanted to kill another person in the game, like another player. So we were hunting around for people on their own. We just kept dying. Like people, there was one where we were just walking along and this like army helicopter just swooped down behind us and just blew us up out of nowhere, stuff like that. But we found this one guy and we chased him down and he managed to kill us a couple of times, but we were adamant that we were going to take him out. So we were following him around anywhere, uh, everywhere. Then he went onto the top of this car park and just as we popped our heads up from the car park, he shot us dead, you know, and it was that sort of stuff. Matt. That bit was, that, that, that bit was all like a movie where, where, so yeah, I think you, this guy was bombing around on a really, really fast bike, I think at that point. And that's right. you were a lot closer to him than I was because I think I may, may, I may have just been killed by him, uh, him or her. And so he was in the top of this multi-story car park. You were chasing him. He's like, I've, I'm on the roof. I'm on the roof. And you're like, bang, bang, bang. Okay. I'm dead. I'm dead. And so then it was my turn to go up on the multi-story car park and I, I creep up I go into first person mode with my assault rifle I'm like okay I'm going to take him I'm going to take him as soon as I get onto the top of the multi-story car park I see him screeching past me and off off the top of the multi-story car park off a ramp I was like he's gone off the <laughs> Matt roof said to me, Matt said roof. to me he's driven off the roof and landed on the floor I can't believe yeah, it he's it, driven off the roof I'm going to have to walk <laughs> down just like goes, goes, I, I, goes, I, I just like, I went to the edge and I was like he, he's, he's gone off the roof and he goes I'm going to have to walk down now I said, Matt, why don't you drive <laughs> off the roof? <laughs> like, why have you got to walk down? No, bottle job. But anyway, we finally caught up with him. Matt killed him, right? And then we said, oh my God, look at his car. He had this incredible car because you can buy your own car in that game and like do it up and everything. So Matt got into his car and it was quality. I got in. We were driving a lot along and he obviously had something on it to turn the engine off if someone steals your car. So all of a sudden the car comes to a screeching halt and it said such and such has disabled his his car. So Matt was like, what the fuck do we do now? So I just blew it up with my rocket launcher and destroyed his car. I think that costs him money if I do that because he's got to go and collect it from the garage again. Um, someone on Twitter let me know what the, the deal is with that. Um, but then Matt, a symbol like a sign come up on the bottom left hand corner saying you fuck with the wrong guy this time matt murray had three grand on his head so that was it for the rest of the game i was trying to kill matt like <laughs> every time i had the gun aimed at you you just run over me it was just so much fun well because we were bombing down the road like you're doing some other mission or over and you're like oh man man, man it's, it's just stop i've got something else to say to you i'm like no and then i, then I just kept on going and, and then then i did let you out and then yeah then you were trying to <laughs> You're trying to shoot at me and I just ran you over. Yeah, it's brilliant. Such, such fun. It's just so much fun. And, you know, I'm, we're sitting here thinking, like, why are people still playing GTA? Why is it still massive or whatever? I, I just can't wait to get back on it. Um, 
and you know the online stuff has its faults you know the whole bollocks about having to go somewhere to start a mission and make sure and everyone's in the same place and all that crap i just didn't just dicking around in that world was just hilarious trying to trying to get into the military base to steal a really good helicopter or a tank or whatever and then matt jumps out and forgets to pull his parachute to the last minute and kills himself it's just <laughs> properly yeah. belly laughing from start to finish and even when we were playing that cunning stunts when we went back onto it um i can't remember was that last year or, or the start of the year um i'm not sure i think it was probably last year we, but we said it wasn't particularly fun to play it was a complete mess but for that week or two we were playing it just belly laughing from start to finish um and yeah i get it i get it now i get why um gta online is is still massive it, it does also feel like there is big reasons to go back every month or two because it does seem like there's always a new like pack i think smugglers run is coming yeah, soon yeah. or i'm sure I got an email or a message about that and that's and that, yeah so that's like another a different, different series of challenges and, and vehicles and races and whatnot so yeah, I mean, it still has that annoying issue of the first 10 or 15 minutes of a session, you're in menus and like, am I online? Okay, I'll, I'll, it just feels like it's really, it's really inefficient and a uh, really poor user experience. But as soon as you're in, into it properly and you're in, the, you're in the same server, you can have such fun. Yeah, once you're in, you're in. And I, I you know, the, I think a good gauge of what's big, what's still big at the moment is if you go on Facebook and you know you just flick through the videos. Like you, you'll watch a video and then you just like scroll down and see loads more videos. You tend to see a lot. Of, well, I do anyway. I don't know if it's the algorithms kicking in, but you do get to like you tend to see a lot of gaming stuff. And at the moment, whenever I'm scrolling down, it's either uh, PUBG, um, uh, what is it, uh, Rainbow Six or GTA Online. Like that seems to be the main three that keep popping up. And you just think, well, yeah, shit, people are still bang into this. It's just outside of our circle. It's, you know, like inside our circle, we don't hear about it that much. Yeah, um, it yeah, still I mean, seems we're, we're, weird we're like, that so yeah. many people are still buying it, though. Like, it's fine for there to be loads of people still playing it, but you would still think that, like, the tens of millions that bought it two or three years ago would be enough. Like, it's the fact that people are still picking it up that's not. I should have it? asked him, shouldn't I? I should have asked that bloke. Definitely. Mm. Why? You should just hang out in that aisle when it, every time anyone goes near that disc, like, why are you buying this? Doing a <laughs> hang just out in that aisle. Just hang, yeah, just, just hang go, out. Just <laughs> wear a suit and hold a clipboard. Say, we're doing a survey. Uh, why have you bought this game? Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. What's wrong with you? Uh, I mean, it's a great game. <laughs> good game. Um, the other game I've been playing is uh, I've jumped back on Splatoon 2 this week. I mean, yeah. yeah. I've been playing a lot more this week than I have previous weeks. I haven't actually stopped playing. Still really enjoying it. The new map is fantastic. Really good. I've have you played it yet? yet. The, no, the, not the yet. pirate ship map or whatever mm. it is. It's really good. Properly more open than uh, the other maps. Uh, there's not like many places to just like hide and, uh, it's just really, really good fun. Um, there's the, the, the big pole in the middle of a ship. What do you call it? The mast? Is it the mast? Yeah, that'll do it. The poop deck. The poop deck. Like, you can spray all the way up to that, and then there's a platform up in the middle uh, that's really, you know, good to go. It's just, it's a really, really good Splatoon map, and every time they've been pumping it into rotation a lot, uh, and I can see why. I want people Mm. playing it. It's a really good one. So, any excuse to get back on that game. Splatfest Uh, this week, isn't it? Is it this this week? week? I think so, yeah. I think people people are voting. Oh yeah, I voted, but I don't know if it's um, 
like when the actual Splatfest starts. It must be this week. Yeah, if, if, if it's letting you vote, then it usually means it's that week, I think. Oh, God. Gonna have to think of another funny picture to draw. You are. You are. I'm not gonna Maybe top the just last one. <laughs> flying to <laughs> Australia, see you 2018, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, yeah, good on the wash. Matt, you don't <laughs> have a changing room. Matt, you don't have a, a shout in this thing. You're I have to a, comment. I might rebuy it and then vote. Mm, sell it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, John, what have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing still a lot of Lawbreakers. I don't know if anybody's uh, watched some of the streams and videos that I've done of that. Um, I know a few people have. But yeah, if you don't know what it is, it's the shooter from Cliffy B's new studio, Boss Key. Uh, I know you guys know that, but um, just in case people don't. And it's like, um, yeah, basically a five on five shooter in the style of Overwatch, but with a lot of uh, Unreal in it, which isn't really surprising, seeing as it's Cliffy B. And I think a lot of the studio leads and design leads are from, you know, Epic originally, and were involved in making the Unreal games. And yeah, it's a class-based shooter um, with really, really clever modes, and it's basically dying on its ass, and it's a real shame because it's a truly fantastic shooter. I think I wouldn't be surprised if I end this year saying that that's the best um, competitive shooter that I play all year, and that include Destiny, COD, and um, you know Star Wars in that. We, we shall see come the end of the year, but it's it's an absolutely superb game. It's like the way it's it's difficult to describe, I guess. Basically, you, you've got nine different classes, um, 18 different characters, uh, sort of one per side is, um, you know, the same class, but the, the one different character per side per, for that class. And unlike an Overwatch, where there are certain characters that are sort of designed around people who aren't very good at shooters, or designed around, you know, purely having one role, and that's not me denigrating Overwatch, which is a marvellous game, of course, but every character in Lawbreakers is, you know, they're designed to kill, like so. Even the battle medic has a good gun. You, you know, even the the sort of faster, wirier characters, they're still designed for for killing. And it's it's far more about shooter skill. And you can see it's made primarily as a PC shooter with like quick mouse skill and stuff like that. But I've been playing on PS4 Pro, and I and I think it, it works beautifully on there. There's also these sections in the levels in the maps, I should say, which is zero G, and that was kind of the the selling point in the early trailers so you'll go into the middle of the map and suddenly you can kind of fly about in the air and chase people through 360 degrees and it looks like it shouldn't work because it looks like it'd be far too unwieldy and very difficult to control but in, in, in actuality it's surprisingly simple to control and you end up having these amazing moments you know when you're playing a shooter and you're trying to chase someone down like a fast-paced shooter you, sh- you shoot them in the back and then they start to try and run away and you're chasing them down it's quite thrilling well imagine that where you're chasing them down and suddenly they basically launch up into the air and you're chasing them through the sky and other stuff's going on um, yeah because just by the way you're describing it does it feel a little bit like um the Halo games where you had, there was that one map where you had these huge jumps either side. And if, if two players went on either side, they clashed in the middle, they dropped down. Do you remember that map? Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, but th- that felt exactly like you're describing it. The fact that it feels like when you're flying through the air through this like massive jump thing, you shouldn't be able to be able to aim and throw grenades and stuff, but you were totally able to do that. It felt yeah, amazing. It, it, it's not dissimilar. I, I would say the games, I mean, it's, there's some tribes in there, some unreal, obviously definitely some Titanfall, obviously a lot of overwatch, but the pedigree, and I've used that word a lot. I use that word in my review that I did on Eurogamer. I use that all the time when I'm speaking about it on stream. You can feel it, man. You can feel like how well each character's, all the classes, they have their abilities, much like an Overwatch. 
but um, all those abilities kind of combo into one another. So as you get better at the character, you'll realize that, say, the Wraith, which is a class I use a lot, which has like an SMG and a knife, you soon realize that when you're pressing the alternate fire to stab the knife, that actually propels you forward. So players start to realize that they can sort of do this triple jump and then use the knife to propel themselves forward. And then he also has a slide, so you can combo the slide into the knife, into the jump, into a wall jump. You you learn the characters, and they all have this amazing depth in the way you can combo their abilities. But like it just the more I play it, the better it gets, which is really surprising. And, yeah, that pedigree, that quality, these people have been making online shooters and competitive shooters since, you know, pretty much since they've been about. Like, it's slightly after Quake, but you know unreal the first one it was still an amazing you know online shooter even though the connections were terrible this is like late 90s and it just feels like sort of 20 years of iteration 20 years of balancing and even this game itself it's been alpha tested and alpha tested and alpha tested and beta tested like so much you you know it's been play tested to death it feels like it and yeah there's still some issues matchmaking is not great and it might be the fact that there's not that many people playing it sometimes Quite often, unfortunately, you do get either in a situation where you're stomping the other team or getting stomped, which is obviously neither is hugely satisfying. But when it's at its best, when you get two evenly matched teams and you have these modes which are really back and forth, every every mode's an objective and a lot of them involve like getting a central object, bringing it to your base and charging it up. The other team grab it and bring it back to their base. So you have these amazing like buzzer-beating moments and, and these sort of amazing moments of clutch. And at its best, when it's all flying, when it's all moving, it's, it's a truly superb game and I've just been trying to encourage people to, to get involved because Steam numbers are appalling. I don't know what the PS4 numbers are, but they can't be good. Nobody's talking about it. But, you know, we, we saw this happen with Rainbow Six Siege, but that's a very established brand for starters. And uh, also, it was given enough time to breathe. And now it's a massive game. I'm hoping Lawbreakers can find itself an audience because it has all the key components that a shooter needs um, to be big. But. There's that horrible self-fulfilling prophecy that happened a bit with Titanfall and Titanfall 2 where people just, the conversation surrounds that, oh, nobody's playing it, nobody's got it, so it's yeah, going to be dead yeah. within a month, and so nobody buys it. And I get it from a consumer's point of view because you don't want to drop money on something that might be dead. I do get it, but it, it does cause that problem where it's that self-fulfilling prophecy, well, it's going to be dead if nobody's buying it, right? But certainly on PS4, it's 22 quid, I believe, if you've got PS Plus. So it is just an online multiplayer-only game. There's no campaign or anything like that. But I think that's the right price to charge for something like that, you know. It's a mm. bit difficult on PC because it's that price as well, but that's the same price as PUBG and that's the same price as Overwatch. So it's less of a bargain on PC, even though it's still inexpensive. But um, well, I, I'd re- highly recommend that- it. Yeah, one of the big reasons Rainbow Six blew up, I mean, for it, they also did loads of fixes as well, but obviously it was massive in the esports scene, and there was like the, uh, the, the final, well, the finals of the, the, the championship this week for Rainbow Six. I watched a bit on Twitch, and it was brilliant to watch, but, um, that obviously is really heavily esport orientated. Could Lawbreakers do that, or do you think it's, it hasn't quite got what it needs to it, be in esport? It definitely does in terms of the game modes. Um, we have no idea what the spectator situation is like with um with Lawbreakers at all. We've seen like Overwatch everyone assumed was going to be a massive esport and it certainly made big inroads and there's all the stuff with like the national teams and you know, all that sort of stuff that they tried to do. But the bottom line they never had their spectator stuff sorted out well enough and it's just not taken off in the way that they thought it was. And in actual fact Rainbow Six has overtaken it just because that is also a very, very good game to watch. It's very tense and tactical. 
and they partnered with ESL really early on um, when basically nobody cared. None of the major teams had Rainbow Six teams, but they put in you know that investment behind the scenes and in the infrastructure, and it's paid off. It's paid dividends for them down the road. Lawbreakers are, hasn't done any of that stuff. It hasn't partnered with um, any of the major uh, esports sort of um, organizers. You know the the ESLs, the the Dreamhacks, etc. The you know the people that, that can logistically put on these tournaments. And obviously none of the major teams or even minor teams have been interested in picking up um, a Lawbreakers. I don't even know if there are any people out there trying to compete as a Lawbreakers clan yet, just because it's so small and the numbers are so low. But it definitely has the potential, but it need to be a lot of work done. And we haven't seen the Observer tools yet, you know, the Spectator tools, how all of that stuff works. I, I'd imagine it'd be quite a difficult game to watch on PC just because it's so fast and the spinning so fast. I actually think it's probably a more palatable game to watch on PS4, but realistically, that's not going to be where it makes it as an eSport if it ever does. Yeah, so it feels like games have to have eSports built, uh, have to have an eSports element if they want to blow up truly. I feel like that feels like it's a key component now. Or well, that could be a re- reaction to a game blowing up. Rather than the other way round, or, or or maybe it just helps. Yeah, each certainly other. with I mean, big rains, it was there. It was there from the beginning. But unlike a lot of companies that go, and this is going to be an esport, and they're just like they don't do anything about that. They just say that as a selling point or yeah. a marketing point. Ubisoft yeah. genuinely did the hard draft for eighteen months, where nobody was watching Rainbow Six. Nobody gave a shit. In the grand scheme of things, don't get me wrong, hmm. it was still big in its own way, and it's only now. However, however many months uh, down the road that it's really starting to hit and, you know, you get, you're getting the big um, esports umbrellas, picking up Rainbow Six teams and, like you say, having the finals. And I think it's only going to get bigger again because, like Lawbreakers, the fundamentals of that game are so good, but it's a lot. Lawbreakers is a long, long, long way off anything like that happening. You need to get some fucking players first before anything can happen. Otherwise, it is actually going to die, which is a real shame. I hope it does continue to find an audience and does find an expanding audience because it's it's tr- it's fucking great man honestly if you've got the chance hopefully they start doing some free weekends soon um if you ever see one flashing up uh, you know and you follow me on twitter i'll definitely blast it out there but get involved as and when you can just to check it out see what you like it's gonna be difficult right now i get tons of games are coming out but hopefully this is bosky's only game they exist for this game and nothing else so you know, they're certainly going to be putting in as much graft as they can to get this thing moving. And, and you know, I don't think it's just going to die. It's not like it's under a publisher that's got 20 other games coming out over the next you know, 24 months. You know, this is, a, this is it for them right now. So you, even if you jump in in January, even if you jump in February when things are quieting down, um, I'd still, I'd, I'd recommend it, man. So I've been banging on about this game way too much, but yeah, get no, involved. But what, what, what do you think? Why, why do you think no one took to it? Because it got very good um, review it, scores. It's got very good review scores. It, they didn't really... I, I'd imagine their marketing budget was quite low. Yeah, um, I think... They yeah. tried to do some stuff with... I know from behind the scenes, they tried to do some stuff with influencers, which is obviously the, the fashionable way to market stuff these days. But the money... you know, Unfortunately, there's this ugly situation where a lot of these content creators are paid by companies to do videos. We know this is going mm. on and it sucks, but it's just the way it is. And the money that they were offering, I'm hearing was, you know, piss poor compared to what anybody else yeah. is paying. So everyone's like, well, no, I'll just sit at home and do all my normal content creation. That's ugly, but it's real. That's just what's happening right now. So they lost out there. Um, their trailers weren't great. They had um, a really bad alpha where it wasn't working properly, which I think put a lot of people off. And also t- from an outsider's point of view, you look at it, and it just doesn't have the charm of an Overwatch. You know, it's quite a charmless game. Actually, the more you play it, 
the more you realise all the characters say a bunch of hilarious shit and it's quite tongue-in-cheek and knows how dumb it is. Not a dissimilar way to Gears of War, though the humour isn't the same. And it's got stuff mm. like the ball in Blitzball is voiced by Morty from Rick and Morty. It's the same voice. Um, and the more you delve into it, the more character you realise it does have. But from an outsider's point of view, it's just like a bunch of fucking space bros and it's, it's quite off-putting. And so I get why people aren't. You know, people see, you know, Overwatch, they, they want that cutesy colory stuff at the moment, or they want something, you know, they want to watch their favorite team. So yeah, people will buy a Rainbow Six now, or they'll buy a, a GTA now because they're massive on Twitch, yeah. right? So it's again, that's it. The, the whole, the whole way this stuff is working has changed. But I'd say if you don't get it now, I, I, hold off, get it in, get it next year. It will, it'll still be around. Do do the December game, the you know the Christmas gaming, whatever it is, the the Q three Q four gaming, get get all that stuff out, and then yeah, jump back on then because it will still be about it would be a better game then there'll be more content in it. Um, it may have gone free by then as well, but I tell you what, if it does go free, unlike an Evolve or a Battleborn or any of those like real sort of six six point five out of ten games that went free, this is a banger. So hopefully, if it does go free then um you know we'll finally find that audience and, and sustain it, it didn't this game start as a three that uh, was the idea uh, originally yeah, yeah. 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 changed it that probably didn't help but also i i mean this is terrible and it is probably my fault but i hadn't really heard of this game until you started talking about it you know just as you were reviewing it well that's not it your, that's not your fault at all that's their fault yeah i guess it's it, just a lot of people it, then, me, how you know, have you not heard about this and yeah, but like, that's well, like, I, the, when... I mean, people are even bigger nerds than us, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, dif- no disrespect to those people. Cause... I think one of them was me, actually. Yeah, and me, I, I think it was another one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, I always say if we're not hearing about a game, then they're just, they're not doing, either they're not doing the marketing right or they're doing the marketing very right because they don't want us involved. You know, they want people <laughs> yeah, 10 years younger yeah. than us. But yeah, if they, if we haven't heard of it and it's bombing, then that's their fault. Uh-huh. I was, uh, when I was putting the news together, I'd, there was one I saw. I decided not to include it, but uh, Brink. I don't know if you remember Brink. Yeah, yeah, I remember. remember so that's Brink. just gone completely free on Steam, and yeah, that's got more players than this. Um, yeah, and and Brink, like, okay, it's free, but it's like it had some interesting ideas, but it was properly shit, and <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just bizarre because isn't even um, shit. I've forgotten what it was called. You mentioned it, the Gearbox one. Battleborn, like yeah. apparently even Battleborn's still doing better numbers than this, yeah. and that's just criminal. Like, it is criminal. Shit. It is criminal. It's bizarre. But I've still got my fingers crossed for the game. I'm still going to be doing some streams here and there, mm. and then I'll be back on it properly. But you know how it's like with, with us. We're, there's always something new to play, and then you end up just forgetting that lovely game that you played for ages because there's something else to distract you. And I just end up in this constant cycle of like regret. And um, you know, I've got a regret for Arms, regret for Splatoon Two already this year. A bunch of other games mm. that I've left left behind I don't want to so I'm hoping all breakers doesn't become another one of those but we shall see but it's a, it's a banger man it really is it's it's a cracking game okay anything else uh, yeah I'll, I'll be brief um, I've played about 90 minutes of Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice which What's is this? the Ninja Theory game um, where it's like a sort of combat game in the way that they you know typically do with the high production values and um you're playing senua sort of a female like norse character basically and it's a kind of take on sort of norse legend and viking legend and all that sort of stuff but the whole you know big hook of the game isn't something they talked about since day naught is that it's like their kind of take on on mental illness and obviously mm. you know that stuff's very 
very touchy subject, obviously, if it can be mishandled, but they brought in a lot of people. And when I say they brought in like mental health experts that they're listed in the credits at the beginning. And, um, then it started getting rave reviews and some, some very interesting reviews. And I, I mean, I loved Ninja Theory's last game, DMC, obviously, and yeah. uh, I pretty much liked everything they've ever put out. In terms of major releases, they've done some guff on mobile, but, you know, <laughs> their, their, their major stuff has been, has been cracking overall. So I was always really intrigued. And then when it got like Eurogamer Ascension and all that sort of stuff, I was like, I've got to, I've got to buy the bullet and get involved. And after a shaky start where gameplay wise, and that, you know, that's a bit of a, lazy word but it is some very sort of tedious puzzle solving and the game felt sort of overly linear and i was like what is this i had this moment about an hour in that just fucking kicked my ass man i won't go into exactly what it was but it's like half sort of gameplay scene an amazing fight and then moving into like a sort of a cut scene very smoothly and Man, it, it was a seriously affecting moment. It was very, very strong. I got full, full body shivers, ASMR, whatever you want to call it, the type of <laughs> genuine reaction. And I was like, this, this, this could be something extremely special. And unfortunately, I've not had the chance to go back to it again. Cause do you ever get that in games where something amazing happens and you think this is, this would actually be a good time to stop playing? So when I come back, I'm mm. coming back to something amazing. So I kind of did that because I knew I only had about 20 minutes left anyway before I had to turn it off. So I'm looking forward to, to going back to it. But at the same time, it's quite a it's very intense experience. The whole time Senua, is, she, she's dealing with psychosis and stuff like that. So you're having these voices whisper and it's, it tells you to play with headphones. So you're having these voices whisper in your ear the whole time. Like it's sort of um like, what's the word? The, for a narrator, like a, what's that word? The unreliable narrator. Unreliable sorry. Narrator, yeah, yeah, sorry. So you've got those in your ears the whole time, and then positive reinforcement the whole time. It, it's quite intense to play. It's like really, you know, you're getting sucked into this, this character's psychosis. And it, it's, it's something else, man. I, I'm definitely interested. Well, I'm definitely going to play through the rest of it. It's not something you're going to switch on for a laugh, but at the same time, it, even though it's clearly a narrative experience as well and something that's designed to, to make you feel and make you um, emote and, you know, to, to try and take you on a, a sort of journey narratively and, um, you know, through a character, there's still action in it. You know, the, this is a studio yeah, that's been... Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. how do they balance that? How do well, they she, take you know, what, things what is a serious and subject she's a warrior, So, like, they you know, it's all Norse mythology and everything like that. So, she's still like a warrior. She has, you know, and things attack her. I can't really go into more detail than that. It's, right. it's still very much, it feels, it fits within the fabric of the game. And the combat itself is, is good. It's not as deep as a, um, you know, a DMC or, or, or a sort of tense and tactical as a Dark Souls. It's, it's something that sits more on the DMC side with it, with less, um, to it, but a bit more chunk and, and heaviness to to the sword combat but there's parries there's dodges um i had one boss fight that was a really intense genuinely exciting fight and visually i'm playing it on ps4 pro um i don't think it goes all the way up to 4k i think it might be that resolution that sits between 1080 and and 4k that a lot of these mm-hmm. games run at but it looks fucking amazing quite frankly and it has the you can see where it's more of a double a game where it has like not invisible walls, but stuff you'd expect in another game, a character to walk over, she just walks into and stuff like that. You have to play by its rules. But um I think if you're prepared to get sucked in, I'm now after that scene, massively, massively impressed and really interested to see where it goes from here. I may come back on a future show and say I finished that, it was bollocks. But right now, <laughs> right now I'm, I'm fully into it. Yeah, it sounds good. 
Sounds good. Okay, cool. Anything else? Did I put something else on the dock? My computer's gone black. Shadows so of the Damned? Oh, yeah, I'm streaming um, Shadows of the Damned. If people uh, are interested in watching Play Through that, definitely check out uh, my Twitch channel. I mean, that's a game that people should be have played. A lot of people missed it out when it came out. It's the sort of, in my mind, a spiritual sequel to Resi 4 from Shinji mm. Mikami, Suda 51, music by uh, Akira Yamaka. And um, I was worried I played it through once. Absolutely loved it when it came out. And um, I hadn't played it since, and I was always meant to go back to it. And just doing the stream the other day, I was like, this is aged brilliantly. It still feels fantastic, still really funny. Um, it still looks kind of nice because it had a very stylized look, even though it's clearly old. Um, it's still obviously an HD game and everything like that. And so, like I said, I won't, I won't bang on about it much, but, um, yeah, check out the streams or, or the archives if you'd like to. And if not, I think it's dirt cheap. I'm playing it backwards compatible on Xbox One. If you've ever thought about playing it and like the idea of a game by, you know, that combination of people, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Again, it doesn't matter. You don't need to play it next week with Destiny 2 and all that sort of stuff out. Just keep an eye out for it and maybe stick it on the I'd like to play that one day list. I'd highly recommend it. I've had it's, enough people tell me that I would love it to know that I need to play it at some point. It's very yeah. good. It's that it's that dream combo of Suda fifty one having mad weird ideas, but then partnered with someone else who will actually make sure it's a decent game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, it's very good. Okay. Cool, Matt. What you got for us? Hello. Well, I've been playing GTA Online with you, of course. Um, still brilliant game. Isn't it? Played a ton of Rocket League. Uh, I'm now brilliant at <laughs> that game. <laughs> well, fact. I mean, you had a you had a good game. I'll give you that. You were very very I had good. A that, good game, that's which out of the hundreds game. I played, it, it, I mean, it says a lot about the my, the quality of my gameplay and my skill in that game. Where I very clearly had a good game, and <laughs> that that sets itself above all other games I've ever had in that game. But I was saving. I was connecting with the ball for the first time in months. It's a brilliant game. See, with the problem with Rocket League uh, and playing with Matt is that John and I hammered it, didn't we? Uh, yeah. like, was it probably at the start of the year where we were playing every night? We yeah, played... so March time, something like that, maybe. Yeah, where we were just absolutely hammered it every night. We were well into it. And I think we passed the threshold of, ah, this is fun, isn't it? It's football and cars. Right? <laughs> we passed that threshold into, right, listen, we need to knuckle down here and we need to work out what we're doing come up with a you know strategy and let's fucking stick to it and once you step over that line it's fucking hard to pull it back again and the amount of times like i'm sitting there just going right i'm gonna go for it okay um he's managed to get there first matt's on the line it's fine Ah, oh, Matt's missed in as a goal. Right, there's, <laughs> and I, I have one of those moments where I, I pulled off an incredible save in the top right-hand corner, managed to jump up, tip it away using the salmons and everything. And then I think, oh, I, I can't believe it. And then they just P-roll it towards Matt and he just jumps out the way of it and it goes into the back of the net. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, Matt, come on now, let's, uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to hold it in, but my word, it was, it you was don't a struggle. Hold it in that much. <laughs> no because it, 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 I can't it gets to a point where I'm like Matt okay we've lost four games in a row now and I know you're having fun I'm I'm not <laughs> I, need to, I need to win but anyway there's one game where yeah. I was incredible I, there I was you were, pulling there's... out incredible saves I was oh Scoring goals. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. It was really strange because it was like, there was a moment where I just thought, well, that's 1 0. And then out of nowhere, Matt just like flew across the goal and stopped it. And I just thought, Has he? I think I asked you, has, has someone else got the pad? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That game. Uh, 
Again. Incredible. John, you need to get um, back on it, mate. We need to get back on that. Yes, yeah. No, are, I, we, I are we all going to get it for Switch? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm definitely going to get it for Switch. I saw the Mario car and I was like, well, sold. Good point. That's yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, that Samus car. I was like, that's business. I was going to yeah. get it anyway, but yeah, easy. Yeah. All over so, there. Um, <clears throat> played a bit more PUBG, um, but. Uh, although I played a bit more, I did one stream of it and, uh, the, the stream was running at about one or two frames a second. Uh, everyone's <laughs> complaining to the point where they're like, I can't even watch this. I'm getting a headache. So quickly stopped. It wasn't that bad on my machine, but for whatever reason, yeah, I, I, I can't stream it anymore, but I have been watching tons of it because uh, it was the PUBG invitational, uh, over the last week. The sort of the, the esports championship from Gamescom. And it's, although I think on the last week I said the little bit of the international, the Dota 2 championship I watched was one of the first bits of esports. I would, I'd still class this as one of my, one of my first bits because I've watched loads and I've been following the, the tournament. And yeah, I think it's absolutely, it's just, it's, it's such a great game to play. It's amazing to watch, but to watch these really, really talented players. Uh, and also combined with the commentators who seem to know every inch of the map and they need to know like the positives and negatives of every weapon or every armor set. It's so good. It, it, it's just, I've, and I've, I've watched, I've watched a fair bit of esports this week. I've also watched a lot of the Rainbow Six tournament, but uh, I've got, I've got a question actually for you guys. What's the difference between shoutcaster and just esports commentator or are they know. all esports commentators? Uh, esports are all esports commentators shoutcasters. I, I don't thought know. so, yeah. Because you were saying, Dave, like, oh, I, I, I was saying, oh, you've got to watch this PUBG stuff. It's, so, it's, it's, it's so entertaining. It's really tense. It's great. And you're like, oh, I don't really like shoutcasters. I'm like, well, no, well, no. I what I said to you was, that, are they shoutcasters just... on there? Because I thought there was a difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe there's not. In my mind, these are just these are commentators who know loads about the game. I mean, I, I don't know if there is. Is it? Do you know if there's a difference, John? Or I'm just... pretty sure it's just the same thing. Yeah, mm, it maybe it's a style if... thing, but. Um... Yeah, I think it's just that shoutcaster has just evolved into caster, has evolved into commentator. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, I'm sitting there and I watch, I try and watch these things and I just can't get into it when I've got someone going, and I'm just like, mate, calm down and just explain what's going on. That's, you know what I mean? that's the next step. I definitely think that's the next step. And yeah. I, apparently they were doing quite good work with that in, in the international. I didn't really, I was, I think I was away that yeah, week. Yeah, Matt so was I didn't saying it. it was but, actually decent commentary. Yeah, you need, yeah. like, I, I use the same example all the time. Sorry to, to cut you off. I'll say it really quickly. Like, you watch the UFC, which is a very simple sport in some ways. And then when it hits the ground, very complicated sport that most people don't understand unless they know what's happening. So that's why for years, the co-commentator who's Joe Rogan and still is, would just slowly explain what was happening. And allowing people who watch, you know, watch one UFC, two UFCs, three UFCs, watch it for a series of weeks, series of months, uh, they finally start to understand what's happening. And he would always assume that the audience, there was a large part of the audience that did know what's happening and he would definitely speak to them, but he would stop himself all the time and just made sure he gave at least one or two sentences in each fight for what's happening that you might not know if you're brand new to the sport. And that was brilliant. I mean, I'm sure that's a huge reason why the sport has been able to grow so much and that's what esports needs now because yeah. now it's brought you know i want to watch some of these games and like yeah i can watch PUBG because it's simple and i've played it i can watch rainbow six because i've played it but i still can't watch the mobas because as much as people you know i know they they must be exciting to watch because millions literally millions of people watch them i haven't got fucking clue what's going on and it's way too they speak way too fast and there's nobody just breaking it down, and that's you know. It's, I, I think that's just what will be what's coming next. I think that's why I think um, Rainbow Six Siege is is perfect for this because I think part of the problem with 
trying to commentate on a game like this is that they're trying to explain or trying to react to everything that's happening. But the nature of video games is you want as much action going on as one at once as you possibly can, because it's, you know, you're constantly playing the game. Mm. So when you're looking at Overwatch or whatever, it is kind of like, oh my God, he died, now he died, now he died, now he died. <laughs> and, and you're trying to commentate on that. It's almost impossible. Whereas with Rainbow Six, everyone's got one life. It's a slow start because you're setting up and trying to find out where the other team are. It's There's, there's that sort of rest period of... Small teams s- as well. Yeah, small teams, not, not like, and then it all happens. It's like a build-up to a goal rather than you know, just imagine a football match where a goal is going in every three seconds. Like, it's just, <laughs> it just be That's basketball, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never got into that either. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. the PUBG International definitely suffered from that, but uh, it was because it, it, the, the the commentators, and I'm not sure who they are, but they were great. There's this woman and this guy. They're, they're both, they're both. I mean, I, I obviously know of that game. I played it, but they also explained why people were going to certain areas, why they would case certain properties and, and others not. They, they, they were really good at explaining that, although it is uh, fundamentally quite a simple game versus the likes of Dota. Um but they were uh, they, they were having issues because I, I, they weren't controlling the feed. It would seem um, so right. that they would maybe be focusing on a, on a on a gunfight, and suddenly the feed would switch to someone else who might have just died. And they were like, "No, no, it could go back to their previous one because there's like a twenty minute build up, or there's like t- a few teams, you know, um, coming in on, on one particular building, and it was really tense. So they had a few teething troubles, and suddenly the feed would would switch, and even the commentators themselves were like, "Go back, go back." Um, and PUBG is also quite difficult because there's as much you know as a hundred. I think it actually might it might be ninety, but either way, there's you know, eighty to one hundred people at the start of this start of the, each round, um, and it's difficult for them to but to be abreast of everything. Although they had really great spectator tools, and that you can see basically the outline of every player when they zoomed out on the map, they felt like they had full three D control, or someone had full three D control, if not the commentators themselves. But yeah. Um, and also in PUBG and Invitational, there was like singles, duos, squad mace, squad modes, all sorts. And yet, some of them are so incredibly tense. Is 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 amazing. And I want to watch more. Obviously, PUBG. I think today, actually, for the first time, has uh, had more concurrent um, people playing it than Dota for the first time. Dota two. So it's obviously blowing up, and it's it's amazingly fun to play. But it's it's just as good to watch. I think, and especially with the commentators who are explaining much more than i can really take out of just watching a game but um yeah uh pubg's great in it uh, i've also played a little bit of the cod world war 2 beer because that was out last weekend and uh it's called duty i haven't played a call duty for a long long time i mean i was heavily heavily into modern warfare 2 to the point where i was like ringing sick for work to play it booking at time of work just hammer it um i absolutely love that game to the point now if i see it <laughs> if i see a modern warfare 2 map i still have a bit of like the, the eye twitch and i don't know I, it must be that how an alcoholic sees like a bottle of whiskey like what oh, order God. did you do that and did you book time off work and then go in sick or did you go in sick and then book time off work while you were off sick uh i was sick at work and in book no i, I, I have no idea but you, just, just, the, you went into work and just threw up. Yeah, it was like, Whoa, <laughs> like, Bye. gotta go. Got the airport. Got an airport uh, map to kill people on. Yeah, anyway, up on so, a pint. But um, yeah, of course, it's five a.m. on a holiday. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty World War Two. So, um, I mean, I, I wish I played more Call of Duty up to this point to really give a fair comparison and appraisal. But it seems very much like, like a Call of Duty game. It's so mm. fast. I mean, exactly how I remembered old, old Call of Duties in the past and. The difference between this and, and Battlefield are absolutely massive. I know a lot of people might think, oh, it's just Cold versus Battlefield. They're the two, 
they're two shooters but with battlefield there's some the maps are so much more expansive there's obviously vehicles and it feels like a much slower much more tactical game whereas this it's just everyone running around in circles you're either shooting someone in the ass or you get shot in the ass you can't stay still for for two seconds um uh, although I haven't said that, I did have fun and, and I, d- I wanted to go back and play it again last night or the, the night after I played it originally. Because um, although I was quite bad at it um, uh, and everyone who watched the stream on Friday will, will definitely uh, definitely uh, comment on that. Uh, I was terrible. It was still pretty fun get, getting the odd kill. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like with the Call of Duty games particularly, I think you've got to know the map inside out because I, I feel like I was just running around like a headless chicken. And it's not like battlefield where you can be slower if you don't know the map you can maybe heal people you can take it at your own pace i've a lot called you you've got to keep running around in circles um and then and then when you see someone when there is a combat scenario you've just got to make sure you're incredibly accurate which sadly is something i don't uh don't quite have um but yeah call duty world war ii um I, I know i was quite excited when they announced it but and maybe I, sadly, or strangely, actually, I'm probably more excited for the single player than I would be for multiplayer because that just feels like it's another Call of Duty game. But yeah, um, you played a bit, didn't you, John? I literally played one game, and like, my thoughts are exactly the same as you. I think I went in going, well, "It's just going to be really different because it it's looked different. It looked like it, they changed the pace. They looked like they changed the game." And I played it, and I was like, "Oh, this is just COD," and it was fine. Mm. And I got some kills, and I died a lot, and I was like, I, "This just feels like." Black Ops. This just feels like you know every game that I played all those years ago. It obviously stripped out a lot of the movement of the recent games and stuff that was more like Titanfall. Um, fine, but I, I don't. I just can't. I don't really want to play this. I, I, like you said, I quite fancy the single player. I saw an advert for it on um, at the cinema. In fact, before Dunkirk uh, about a week or so ago, when I saw that, it did look pretty cool. Obviously, it wasn't as. Um, it's a bit more, you know jingoistic or whatever than uh than dunkirk was but um i'm still i'm still keen to to try that but yeah, i went playing the, the multi like not with the lawbreakers not with destiny 2 not with yeah. you know star wars not with uh you know even going back to reigns or overwatch like no it's fine i'm sure a lot of people are going to get a kick out of it but just why for me yeah that's that's just me as me why would i bother yeah it, it looks good but again i was thinking i've Feel like I was much more impressed with Battlefield's graphics at the time, but that could be because mm. it's much more. Did you play it on um, your, your nice telly on the Pro? Uh, I played it on my monitor, so that's like it was. So no, I didn't play. I didn't. I, I yeah. don't know if it. Don't know if it is four K. I played. Yeah, I think it is. It is. Um, yeah, it's definitely upscale. I think the, the like the the menus are four K, definitely, but the game didn't okay. seem four K. But it looked nice. But the second uh, the second the engine started moving, I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's just COD. It had that COD smoothness, everything. But it's called, yeah. you can't change it. They're not going to change it too much, are they? It's still, you know, no. it's still COD. No. I, I, I know this is still it's... much more attractive than like a near future soldier, like, you know, uh, or the recent COD. This is much more attractive than that because I wasn't really into that at all, but still not enough for me to jump no. on. No. And I know it's a shitty thing to do, but why are they going to go next? Are they just going to go, okay, well, back to the future again? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, Black Ops, it's more Black Ops. No, they've done that. It's, it's the Treyarch one next, isn't it? That'll be interesting. Yeah, this this one, so yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, that's what I'm playing, and the usual stuff, of course. But um, that's ba- that's basically it this week. Right, let letters from the listeners. James, <laughs> who's doing them this week? Sean, you're doing. I'll do them if you want. Yeah, go on, lid. All right, first email is from Lee Knight. 
he says, as he Handy. recently explained, No Man's Sky has had numerous significant changes within a year of its release. Does this kind does this kind work? I don't know what he means. Uh, does this kind <laughs> work signal a positive change in the gaming scene, um, or should game be ready on day one? Uh, no excuses. Do we need to start re-reviewing games? Love you all. Keep up the good work. Farley, do not censor out the praise. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, No Man's still- Sky was blatantly an early access game, yep. but Sony, Sony don't do early access games, do they? No. No, which so- I think they, they need to change. Surely, because yeah. isn't that a big reason why PUBG isn't on? Obviously, yeah, there's exactly. probably other contractual reasons now that it's not mm. on PlayStation. But the fact that there isn't a unofficial early access or game preview, as Xbox calls it, service on PlayStation, they need to get on that because clearly that's how a lot of games are out there. Like PUBG, yeah, but you look prime at, example. You look at Xbox' first early access game, We Happy Few, which is <laughs> coming out soon. Is yeah. not that's not a convincing argument. Like, I mean. No, but you wouldn't blame them for looking at PUBG that and going because uh, of that. Uh, and, and tons of other games are big and huge early access hits, and Sony don't have a service right now that apparently officially. But what allows I'm saying that. is that the direct competition is Microsoft, and what have they got to show to prove that it works? Well, yeah, but like then also the other the other competition is Steam, and it shows that getting early access games on there can, can yeah. Be I think huge. they see them as a different audience though. With, with I mean that is on. PC has been there for a while. I mean, Microsoft are bringing it to consoles, and so far, I mean, they started this a year ago, and it there's been no success out of no, it. There's, it there's, so also, there's also the, the long dark, and that's recently gone 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 into a full release, and loads of people are raving about that. They don't know what that is. Elite, no, loads of people are raving about it on PC definitely. Um, and Elite um, Dangerous, I think, was also. Um, I think you're right. Preview. Actually, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm not defending it. I don't, I think it's a stupid move to not, not do it, but I, I can kind of understand why they're not at the moment because yeah. it's not been a it's massive risky. success on Xbox, has it? Mm. And, and as I say, I mean, we happy few had a, hey, we're launching soon. And the, the internet sort of went, how are you, mate? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, it's like, the internet's already decided it doesn't like your game. So that's. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. Anyway, Weird, in terms of re-reviewing games, obviously Polygon infamously do this, and they've mm. they've gone from they've changed all sorts of review scores based on day one patches or based on the lack of day one patches. I think it's I think it's a good thing. I'm, I'm not sure how they've implemented it is the best way. I don't know how you can implement implement it in a better way, but I do definitely see the benefit of if you buy this game on day one, which is I, I would imagine where a vast percentage of these reviews are even read in, in launch week. If you buy it now, this is the game you'll, you'll get. And for someone returning to that review or seeing a re-review of a game six months or a year or two years down the line, I think there's benefit of that as well. You know, If you buy this game today or if you bought this game in the last six months, this is where we are. Obviously, games like Destiny changed hugely over that first year. Mm. Um, and yeah, No Man's Sky again. Um, I don't know how to implement it in the best way, but I yeah, think I mean, it's how, definitely Yeah, I mean, how can sites financially fund re-reviewing old games i mean how many people are going to re-read a no man's sky yeah i mean i think arguably it's just it could be like an an opinion piece and then that talks about where the game is currently and there were tons of no man's sky no man's sky uh, opinion pieces uh, since Mm. 1.3 was um revealed and they're like you know is this now worth going back to that's potentially a way to do it but i I think there's a benefit Mm. okay all right i think you've covered that and john anything to add um, I think 
I, I basically agree with everything. It's just the the re-review thing is always a tricky one, and I think mm. that's where you just go on Twitch or or YouTube and just just see for yourself. Unfortunately, and I'm that I obviously come from a, a background of reviewing games, but as these things change so much, yes, uh, I think no. Also, No Man's Sky is a bit of an anomaly in that, like that game was released on the back of some some lies, and you know that doesn't really stand for some of the other early access stuff or unfinished stuff. I think that kind of stands on its own. But yeah, I think you can't you can't necessarily go re-reviewing things. I think yeah, if you want to go down the written word, then the, yeah, the opinion piece, the article. But realistically, I want to know what's going on in, in a new patch. I'm going to go on the subreddit and I'm going to go on YouTube or, or a stream. If someone's going to talk for thirty minutes, show me all the new stuff on the stream. Then then perfect. Yeah. Good shout. Next question, Colin Smith. Smith spelt with a Y. In case you want to, I don't know, Google him or something. Isn't it Smythe? Uh, it says, uh, Smythe. hi folks. It's, it's only Smythe if there's an E on the end, isn't it? Smythe. Go on. It says, hi folks. Uh, I have a question for each one of the members of the Banter Band. Sean, I've recently moved to Android after seven years on iPhone. What is the best app for subscribing and downloading podcasts, free or paid? I use CastBox, but I find the ads annoying. Uh, I use, fuck, what do I use? I'm pretty sure it's Pocket Casts. I've used Pocket Cast on Android. Uh, yeah, it's great there's, there's a web version. It's cross-platform. It's so, good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's nice. like it. Uh, it says, Matt, what is your favourite game ever made? Don't think I've ever heard you talk about it. I definitely have, and I never will. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, uh, listen to a podcast uh, back in your Play Radio days with The Egg. It's the one where you hype up Blake Harrison coming onto the show and then he can't make it. The stage convo you, you guys have live is one of the funniest segments I've heard in a while. Question, do you still keep in touch? With? With Blake or The Egg. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, with Michael, not really. We tweet each other from time to time, mm. uh, but no. Uh, with Blake, yeah, very much so. We're still... Yeah friends well i don't remember him not coming not turning up because he did come down to the studio for one mm. um but yeah i don't i don't remember that Wait, what did he say you found funny the so the staged convo you guys have live it's one of the funniest segments i've heard in a while oh, i can't i can't remember that there's too many hours of my voice out there <laughs> it's, it's always horrible it's when people oh yeah i loved it when you did such and such i literally no memory of it i don't like but i wouldn't call that horrible sean i call that flat flattering Personally. No, no, no. I mean, it's just I mean, horrible no, that you... you're you, a very arrogant man. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, you created these things that people continue to enjoy, and yet it's just completely fucking gone from your own memory. Oh, no. do, you think, do you find that weird? It, yeah. well, it is weird, isn't it? But, you know, yeah. veteran now, isn't it? Yeah. I'm used to it. Uh, John, bluffing a YouTube channel and the well-considered insight into media. Question, do you prefer streaming games live for your podcast, or do you prefer picking up a topic and recording a scripted segment like State of Play? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm, t- torn to be, I'm torn, to be honest, because my background is obviously writing, so that uh, that makes sense to do scripted videos. But in the last two weeks, I've really enjoyed just doing live stuff. So, yeah, I think my opinion might be changing if I can work out a way of doing streaming where it can be a bit more like a conversation that's not directly about the game, but still doing stuff about the game. I'm trying, I'm figuring it out. But I don't know. Good, great answer. Thanks, John. <laughs> can you do some more family friendly stuff because harry's quite the fan now and uh we've watched your splatoon ones too often so we need some um, more family friendly yeah. stuff all right yeah just, just don't invite matt on no, i was gonna yeah. say I, I can be on that I'll, I'll be good i'll be i won't say any s words no you could would you ever do it <laughs> right say nintendo ring you up 
personally tomorrow. I don't know who, who from Nintendo, me. but just ring me up. Nintendo ring you up. Say, hi, it's yeah. Nintendo. We want you to do a stream tonight on this game. No swearing. Do you invite Matt back on? Of course not. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it doesn't Matt. matter I anyway. It doesn't matter if they've got 600,000 followers. They ain't going to bring in shit. Yeah, it's very true. Mm. Very, very true. Also, you yeah, should bring me point. on if you want the gold. I'll, do, I'll be... I won't have a no. beer. I won't have a beer. It'll be fine. Matt, come on. Matt, you're going to have a <laughs> I beer. I won't have a beer and I won't swear. You had your chance and you blew it. And there's me, Mr. Sweary Man. I managed to hold it together for two streams. There's you mouthing off. Well, those are arguably the highlights of the streams. It, no doubt. They were the highlights of the streams. <laughs> But they also, you know, they're pure blooper, pure Dennis Norden. You're a man with a clipboard. Next question. Luke Summerhays says, Hi, boys. Love the show. Gonna miss Sean. Yada, yada, yada. Questions. A lot of people have commented on Floyd Mayweather's fighting style, saying it's clearly effective, but it's just not fun to watch. Uh, when have you found a trick or strategy in a game that made it easier but took all the fun out? For me, it was when I discovered that you can just rub the touchscreen quickly in Meteos and do better than a skilled player. Um... I was on a break between shifts at work playing my... Hang on, is this a separate question? Yeah, it is, yeah. It is, right, fuck that. In the first one, I mean, playing international track and field and using the old T-Tail method was, was, <laughs> wasn't as fun. T-Tail method? Well, it's just you put T-Tail over the button so you just like hammer from left to right rather than rather than using your fingers to do the work. Mm. You can just basically rub over them and the T-Tail sort of makes it a lot easier to... I mean, get, it sounds like hits. more effort. It sounds well, like yeah. quite a convoluted close to hand. I thought it was just the way you played. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just get... Don't you get burns on your fingers from rubbing it across the cloth over and over? No, because the cloth is like stuck to your thumb and that rubs over the controller. Well, I used to use oh, the t-shirts. Right. Oh, I, I had all these saying. old t-shirts with like sort of thumb lumps <laughs> in them. <laughs> thumb lumps. Uh, yeah, thumb lumps. lady lump. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, does anyone remember? Uh, oh, what was it called when it came out over here? So it was originally it was called Feel the Magic on the on the DS. Oh yeah, yeah. Like was, Project Rub. Yeah, Project Rub. That was it. Um, and yeah, and it was all about you trying to win the affections of this girl. And there was one level where you were supposed to like shout things at her to get her attention. But obviously that was really embarrassing. So you realize you just blow on the microphone and you just win. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. That's I remember that. I, think, I remember, um, like playing obviously, uh, Mortal Kombat when you were younger and then you found one character that you could just press down. Oh, oh that was on the single player, wasn't it? Was it that there was a, there was either a bug or that you just, they never, the AI was so shit it couldn't work out that you could just hold down and press kick over and over and over again <laughs> and you just blitz through it. Fine. Amazing. And then you go, okay, I did that. It wasn't, there was no satisfaction. There was no learning the game or anything. You just held <laughs> down and hit kick and you did these little kick things and that was it. Game over. Uh, yeah, so there was that. But cheesing yeah. bosses in Destiny was always yeah, that was, this, this a bit tedious. That was yeah, a necessary cheesing. evil though, wasn't it? That was, the bosses mm. were just not yeah, that fun to begin to. with. Yeah. 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 But then, but still, cheese, you know, when you find a cheese for a Dark Souls boss, and you know, mm. I didn't really do that properly, but fuck him, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, what, what, like what? Can you think of an example? I do, right now, my brain can't think of an example. Maybe there was one with Rom, maybe? Or even, like, bringing somebody else in? There's some cheeses. I can't fucking remember. There was, I'm used to it, sorry, my memory doesn't work anymore. doing Seath, Seath the Scaleless and Dark Souls. I remember someone saying, like, yeah, just, like, run to the right of him and just keep running and he'll just keep rotating and not actually hit you. And that worked. Oh, um, yeah. and uh, Father Gascoigne, I did oh, it yeah. my second attempt because I realised that my whip went over the uh, 
the gravestones and he had no idea on how to get around them. So I found some <laughs> gravestones and just circled round them. Every time he got a little bit close to one side or the other, he just couldn't get past them and just whipped him over the top of it. It was a piece mm-hmm. of piss. Uh, but then apparently like there's some people that are like that boss is insanely hard and drove me mental. Uh, but I did him, <laughs> did him piss easy and then just tried on. Uh, yeah. I gas going complete square. Uh, he then goes on to say, I was on a break between shifts at work playing on my uh, playing on my Switch with a gaming-related book on the table and wearing a Nintendo t-shirt when my colleague decided to come sit with me. I felt like a parody of myself. When have you ever been caught out as a boring, single-interest nerd and desperately wanted to explain that you're actually a proper human? Um... I don't know. I, 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 had, I have horrible flashbacks of... Because I started in my current job when I was 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it 21? No, maybe a little bit older than that. Whatever, it's not important. Um, and I have flashbacks of when soon after I started there, you know, you start as fresh face, no responsibility, didn't really matter. And uh, there was a meeting up north and I went up there with a bunch of people from the office and uh, the conversation wasn't great. So I cracked out my 3DS. The thought of me doing that now makes me feel sick. Like what they meeting? must have thought of me. No, we weren't in the meeting. We were on the train up to the meeting, but with other people from work. Oh fuck! And who cares? Yeah, well, I, I care now. <laughs> well, it's just a bit rude, the, isn't it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, it, it was rude and it's cringy and it like oh, because was, it was rude, not because it was a video game. Well, part of that as well. Because, they, I mean, the people that I work with, they don't know what a video game is. They've got no idea. Yeah, I wouldn't worry um, about that part. Yeah, I thought, well, I, you ruined it anyway, because I thought you did it in the meeting, which would have been an amazing sight. Mm. Maybe we'll just crack it out in the meeting. <laughs> During the <Yeah>. meeting. <laughs> like Project Rub. Sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, cheesing my way through that game. Uh, no, anyone else? <sighs> I mean, John, John's slightly different, isn't it? Because don't you, it's kind of work, well, I mean, you you worked in the gaming industry for God knows how long, but now you're sort of not doing that, but still yeah, related still to am, gaming, but, right? Um, but yeah, but I I think I get it. Like for years, I wouldn't want to do any of that stuff. Like you know, I, I obviously all of us who are over a certain age have been given grief or bullied for liking video games when mm. we were younger. But now I just I honestly, once you had. One kid is one, but once you had two kids, I don't give a shit. I mean, I really don't care what anybody says about me or thinks about me anymore. I caught myself, I was wearing a PlayStation t-shirt and a PlayStation hat outside of the house just two days ago. I don't care. So, yeah, I've changed. I have changed a little bit. You just get older as well. And it's like, that's why old men in changing rooms, they just walk around with their knob out for ages. (laughs) Not even just the bit where they're just getting changed, which is like normal. They'll walk around with their knob out for like 15, 20 minutes. They don't give a shit. They just don't give a shit. Why would they? I respect that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if they were doing that with a Nintendo t-shirt, I'm like, you embarrassing fuck. You can get get as much as you want. You can have a Nintendo t-shirt and a gaming book and and your Switch on you. Jesus. I think the I, def- I definitely care less. Like now, when I mm. wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking what shirt should I wear to that I look good in. I'm thinking what don't I need to iron? What what? <laughs> you what iron everything n- though, Dave. There's nothing. Yeah, you don't I know. Iron. I still iron it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I still iron it, but the fault's there. I think for me, it's like like when people at work are like, "Oh yeah, I bet you watch that Big Bang Theory, don't you?" Cool. And I God. have to be like. No, but the reasons for that actually just make me sound even worse. <laughs> so I'm just not even going to defend myself. Do you know what I have found as well is when if I'm talking about a computer game at work and mm. these people that I work with, they do, 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 do as I say, 
not into games. None of them play games. You know, it's completely alien to them. When someone steps up and goes, you play computer games. I, I literally, my, my standard reply now is, yeah, I fucking love them. And yeah, they don't yeah, know yeah. what to do. It's yeah. not like, because I don't shy away. I don't go, oh, yeah, no, no, it's a bit embarrassing. What, what? I just go, no, I fucking love it. Love mm. it. And then they just sort of just back away. Just the best yeah. way. Yeah, it's the, it's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, you just sort of, you learn to same. just own your weird hobbies, don't you? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one knows how to handle it. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last bit. He says, Sean, you're presumably recording Midnight Resistance and the computer game show in one day today. Correct. Uh, how much do you consciously change your persona stroke style between the two shows? I mean, consciously, not at all. Unrecognisable. I don't, I don't <laughs> know who the midnight Sean is. Um, I this think is it's a show just... where, the, where like, Midnight Resistance is a show where Sean doesn't get challenged and he floats through <laughs> it without people going, oh, yeah, Sean, yeah, you are right. And then he comes in and he gets put back in his box. Yeah. That's the difference. Um, he, I think, and, yeah, like, the, you know, it's just on. through having different people there, I think, is is all you need to get different things out of the same person. I don't think anyone's, like, so consistent that they could hang around with a completely different group of mates and still be exactly the same if you know what i mean but no i don't consciously think like right i'm serving a different audience because <laughs> i think for the most part i'm not really now. yeah like i think i think that like there's a lot of shared listenership anyway although not for long but um yeah no consciously i don't yeah it's not really something i think about i don't think uh um, yeah, it says cheers love from luke kiss kiss bye luke uh, any more? Uh, got tweets. tweets. Uh, we've got at Grecian Phil. He says, "All right, lads. I was watching match of the day the other day and noticed the remarkable resemblance between Matt and Brighton and Spain defender Bruno." Now, I actually thought you'd Photoshop this for a second because that is you, Matt. Yeah, right. But- I don't know. This is. So I'm going to Google. Uh, Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's, it's in the plan. It's someone at work actually mentioned this already. I used to get people saying I look like, oh god, okay, I can't remember who. But then now, more recently, I've had I've had this. People saying you look like a guy from you're a guy from Brighton called Bruno, just because yes. he's got no hair and a beard, basically. But yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it has also previously spotted the Elmo and Egg post Joypod spin-off for the Purple Bricks Online Estate Agency. <laughs> what? Which is uh, you're not looking at the plan. It's the actually no. Who is that? Fuck! I thought it was them from MasterChef, but it's not. For I don't know who they used are. To get that so, you really do know this guy. <laughs> we used to get that all the time. We used to get yeah. our. Um, yeah, MasterChef people. Yeah, no, but uh, it's, again, it's not just even a bald guy and a man with hair. He says, My question is, therefore, what lookalikes have you ever been confused for? For the record, mine are golfer Francesco Molinari and once in a pub in Croydon, Matt LeBlanc. Uh, can I also take the opportunity to say great show assuming James doesn't edit this bit look at all the amazing compliments we get when James I know, fucking... I know it's unbelievable isn't it yeah. um, I used to get Ian Lee all the time when he was obviously on the telly more uh, mainly because we both had bug eyes and a <laughs> flicky at the front of our fa- uh, hair yeah. um, but that was about it I'm just generic man aren't I so you just Standard get any other generic lads. man you get linked to yeah. Yeah. Um, and also someone sent that, that there's a Thomas the Tank Engine character that is just me. Like, it's literally as if they've <laughs> taken a photo of my face and put it on the front of a Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> character. Have you seen this, John? I must have shown yeah, this. Yeah, you have. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just in- it's insane. Like, even... You know when someone goes, oh, you remind me, you look like that, and you think, well, not really. I don't know how you're getting at... That, it was like some- looking in a mirror, but in a train mirror. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, a Thomas the Tank mirror. <laughs> Fucking mad! It was mm. insane. Mm. Um, I've just realised this wasn't a, a tweet at all. By the way, it's just it said it's from at Grecian Phil, so I assumed it was a tweet. It's not. It's an email. Carry right. on. 
Um, yeah, I did. I, I had to look it up on the Thomas Tank Engine website to make sure it weren't photoshopped. Put it that way, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, that definitely looks like you. It's insane. Oh, it uh, what about you, Matt? I mean, there's a guy. This is a um, guy called Cable Sasser. Uh, if you Google Cable Sasser you and Stephen up. Frank, I think is mm-hmm. like, and looking Google images. There's a picture of a guy in a green t-shirt and, uh, yeah, at my previous place. So like, you, you look exactly like Cable Sasser. Since then, I've changed my glasses and grown a beard. So maybe the resemblance isn't quite there, but, uh, Cable is C-A-B-E-L. Sasser's oh my S-A-B-E-L. God. Yeah. I mean, basically, any like white guy, no hair with or without beard, that's me. <laughs> it's just that first picture on Google yeah, yeah. Images. The rest yeah, of you yeah, don't yeah, actually yeah, look so, that much like him. Yeah. yeah if you Google C- Cable C-A-B-E-L Sasser's S-A-W-S-E-R. Google that and Stephen Frank and the first image in Google Images, the man with a green oh, T-shirt. Yeah, God, it's man, shit, he does. That <laughs> yeah. is quite... That's it, it, I mean, that was when I had my old glasses and no beard, but still. Yeah, other than that, new one. So um, Michael Fish is the other one, obviously. <laughs> uh, John looks like that pilot from that advert. He does. Definitely. <laughs> I, do, I definitely do. Uh, the one that I've had for years, uh, not recently, actually. But forever is Chris Martin. I don't see it, but I've had it. You see, I so used to many get Chris people Martin. I think that's so just standard white lad yeah. thing. Isn't it? So yeah. many random people have said that to me. People I don't know. I'm like, I don't fucking like Chris Martin. Please stop <laughs> saying that. But whatever, I'll just deal with it now. You get older, you don't give a shit. And it hasn't yeah, happened yeah. for ages either. Sean's I... the funniest because you will literally see Sean everywhere. <laughs> Once you've met him, you'll see him everywhere. And it's not famous people. It's just no, a no. bloke in the street. That's yeah. Sean Bell. The, yeah. the best was that um, the extra in some drama. What was it? The A word on uh, <laughs> ITV or whatever it was. I sent him a video, and it was literally Sean just walking around in the background in some hills. He was like hiking yeah. in some hills. Yeah. It was f- just insane. He's, there's so many people that look like Sean. It's crazy. See, I I used to get Justin Timberlake, <laughs> but no, it was didn't. purely because I used to have a fucking waffro, didn't I? Oh yeah, shit. So that's, that, that's close <laughs> enough for most people, as it turns out. Please say you've seen that picture, John. I think I have. Of course, yeah. Sean, you, won't, you won't forget it if you've seen that picture, of Sean. I, I, get Sean has, yeah. I get this thing every couple of years where I'm like, oh, there's like there's enough new people in my life to be worth showing that picture again. <laughs> Tweet it it's out good. again. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. Yeah. Every uh, hundred right. followers. Uh, Ryan Heyman says morning chaps Super Lucky's tail has been in the butt of the joke for a few weeks now but as someone who's (laughs) finished and more or less enjoyed the first game let me tell you just how weird this sequel is Lucky's tail is a fine platformer graphics are adequate gameplay is adequate physics are adequate it's the most middlingly average platformer you can imagine but it was actually quite special and entertaining in VR Depth perception was made was made much easier. Everything felt solid and tangible, like Lucky was running through a miniature toy set right in front of you. You felt like you could reach out and touch anything in this storybook world. I was sure that the announcement of the sequel at E3 would lead into a VR announcement. Why else would they show Lucky's Tale, a game developed by Oculus and bundled with a Rift? The no VR announcement followed kind of floored me. What is the point of Lucky's Tale if not in VR? That was literally the only thing that made the original special and worth experiencing. I think VR is coming, and this game is supposed to usher it in. Maybe some technical snags pushed VR back, but they decided to release the game anyway. I don't see this game being greenlit unless VR was in the equation at some point. On a similar note, I find it very odd that the remasters of Disneyland Adventures and Rush, a Disney Pixar adventure, bear no mention of Kinect on the box art. Those games both required Kinect on the 360 and are essentially a collection of cheapy Kinect minigames. I can't imagine how they'll work without it, although I'd buy Disneyland Adventures again simply for the stunning recreation of the entire theme park to walk around in. Breathtaking work, that. 
Sorry for the length of the post, but I can't figure out Microsoft's strategy of releasing these games after removing the things that made each special. It reminds me of Guitar Hero 3, giving them the option to play just using the controller buttons instead of a guitar controller. Just why? Have a smashing week, Ryan. Um, I think you've hit the nail on the head. You, mm. you only have to look back to E3 2016, where Microsoft announced the Scorpio, saying it will... It's powerful enough for VR. This is a VR box. Mm. And then you look at 2017 where they were being interviewed by Giant Bomb saying, yeah, we've had a look at VR. I don't think it's ready yet, you know, for yeah. the mass market. So we're not mm-hmm. going to get involved with it. Um, I think you're probably right that they just said, we're going to bring VR to Xbox and then had a change of heart and didn't want to lose all that development cost. Yeah, it makes sense. Which makes total sense. Yeah. And the fact mm. is, it's powerful enough for it. So if. If things change in VR in the next you know, five years or so, then they've got the power for that. Or if uh, if an incredible VR you know, headset or game comes out, they need to be they need to be on Xbox, and they've got the power to 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 play it if needs be. But right now, let other people like Sony and Oculus and Vive take the investment and the learnings and do what they need to do to push VR on. Um, uh, but yeah, right now Microsoft doesn't have to get involved in that at all. So I, I say good on them, frankly. Mm. Good on them. Is that it? We done? No. But oh, Soup Barnes. He sent us two quick emails. First one says, someone needs to tell Dave that invisibility would render him blind. Correct answer is flight, regardless of speed limit. Second email just says, well done, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is the whole, I mean, you know, there's several things you can say about flight that wouldn't work. Lack of oxygen. Yeah, but that's the discussion's I mean? over now. It's fine. Um, it is. It's done. <laughs> AJ uh, says, being a big fan of handheld consoles, having grown up on them, I was wondering what you all thought the future of the handheld was. Is it going to be all hybrid consoles like the Switch or is something like Sony going to make a new handheld? God forbid it's all mobile games from here. This is fucking interesting. Like, mm. where do Sony go? Where do we... I mean... Uh, nowhere I, near it, to probably. compete. Mm. Do you think, though, Matt, do you not see... Do you not think I mean, that that's... The, the idea behind the Switch is going to be the future for everyone. And not necessarily that you're carrying the full console around, but you can play your collection anywhere you want. It, it does Do you not see future, that as a... But, and I guess Sony could create a machine, which is basically a Switch, but it's PS4, you dock it, you play it on the move, like a Vita maybe. I mean, that feels like the future, but I, I'm not sure if other people are just going to copy that and make a successor of it or, or what. I mean, it's... I think Sony potentially been burnt by Vita and PSP Go and mm. stuff in the past, but who knows? I mean, the Switch definitely feels like the future. And it feels like, how have we not been able to do this in the past? Just play it on the move and then dock it home. And then some of us are just playing pretty much exclusively in handheld and others are playing exclusively in, in docked TV mode. And it's brilliant for that. It's It feels incredible to do that and to have the same game on you. You don't have to upload a save. You don't have to play a different version. You're playing the same game to be continued at home or on the move. It's brilliant, but will Sony do that and essentially copy that? I, I, I have no idea. I'd like to think... Uh, it does feel like that is where handhelds will go. I'm not sure about dedicated handhelds in the future, but who knows? I mean, sh- yeah, Like, so if, if Microsoft or Sony decided to nick the Switch idea, whoever's, whoever's last <laughs> would just be like, well, ours is just a box that goes into your telly, but all our games look infinitely better, so... That's that's it, you know. Just by some, like, so say if Sony did copy it, Microsoft have then got their unique selling point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
does having games handheld mean that they can't be as powerful as they could be if they were just a home console? I think, yeah, yeah pretty much does. by default. It's going to have to, isn't it? Size so. of it. Yeah, yeah. And right now, unless, they get the, unless internet streaming has a vast improvement over the next, you know, yeah. five years. Yeah, uh, and I mean a vast improvement. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about how about you, John? What do you think? That's an interesting one. I mean, it's, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I, I do certainly want to go down that road anymore with such a powerful, you know, all-conquering brand in PlayStation again. With you know, as a home console, as an under the TV console, as an inside the TV console, they do. Um, do they really want to? I don't know. I, I, I think probably just just leave it, walk away. Yeah. Or do you think I'm like we could end I... up with like a weird situation where like so the PS5 comes out, but then the tech that's in the original PS4 can be made small enough to then be a handheld, and it's like you've always got a handheld that's like two steps behind whatever you can put under your TV. That you know would make I mean? sense. But yeah, but I don't know if that's like you know it's going to be a pain in the ass for developers. And... Exactly. And half and the joy is that not only the that, same it's, game. It's also it's also the fact that who's going to go out and then buy a two. Like if it's going to be in compared to a PS4 but mm. portable, mm. who's going to go out and buy that? Yeah. And do, will the market support another PlayStation handheld after? Yeah, not them not being hugely no, successful, not. and also no. clearly Sony just like walking away from them. You know, yeah. I can't believe how quickly the mobile phone stuff. I mean, I I, I don't know the <laughs> I don't know the figures, and I you know I suspect that i'm probably just old man syndrome here yeah but it feels like the mobile mobile phone gaming scene is is nowhere near as big as we thought it was going to be at this point i think in, in terms of money it's fucking massive i think yeah, it just but it just you know wrong. it felt like this really sort of fresh and interesting interesting platform place. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's just gone pretty much yeah, not yeah all right okay Tweets, for real this time. Uh, Todd McKeon says, I hate strategy games, but I bought Mario and Rabbids anyway, mainly due to fear of missing out. Any games you like from genres you hate? Games I like mm. from genres uh, I, I mean, hate. The biggest one for me has got to be Resident Evil 4. Can't do survival horror at all, but that is clearly one of the best games ever made. I'm probably with you with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a massive survival horror fan, but that mm. game is incred. Mm. It ball. Um... Yeah, that's probably the ultimate answer. I mean, I could yeah. roll out the old Dark Souls thing again, but I'm yeah. not going to. But I did. Uh, <laughs> John? It's a really good question. I'm kind of trying to... I'm not too sure of an answer. One, there aren't that many genres that I hate. I don't think there's any genres that I hate. There's just like real-time strategy that I'm not really very good at. Yeah. And I'm not massive on JRPGs. But even that, like I like Final Fantasy VII, I like eight, I like ten. Mm. And a couple of others, so I wouldn't even say that. It's, yeah, I don't think it's a really good question. I don't actually think I have a good enough answer. So I guess I'll just stop talking. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can't think of a genre I hate. But if an incredible game within that genre comes out, then I'll, I'll play it. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I can't think sadly. Yeah. Kurt Lewin says, uh, "Whose autobiography from the gaming industry would you like to read?" Peter oh. Molyneux, Gabe Newell. Peter Molyneux would just be full of lies, though. Yeah, I know. Mm. Does he lie about the past or just the future? I don't know. Okay. Uh, wouldn't Bullshit. it be entertaining? Piles yeah, oh, yeah, it would be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be, it should be yeah, we were in an office, it was dirty, there was piles of cut, and then it would just be like chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you, Sean? I bet it's someone really dull. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Um... 
No, I honestly can't really... Because without having the autobiography, you don't really know who's had an interesting life, do you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but just think about the games and the companies they've worked in. That's why for me, Gabe Newell is the one to, if he, yeah. you know, really revealing what's been happening within Valve for the last 10 or 15 years and yeah. Half-Life, what happened, what didn't happen, the rise of things yeah, like Dota, point. you know, there's Notch. so much. Notch. Notch. Because it'd just be Fuck. the angriest thing you've ever read in your life. <laughs> just pages of bile. Like, just constant bile. It'd be fucking entertaining. I mean, you might not agree with it. Be fucking shouldn't, entertaining. Definitely though, shouldn't agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, uh, Fumito Ueda then of Team Eco. Um, find out oh, what the God. hell happened with Last Guardian. No, that's true. That would be, be interested to hear about, you know, him, him in general. Um, but yeah. Yeah. John? Yeah. I mean, I'd do the boring one and just go Shigsy because I was trying to think of someone mm. who's been really dodgy. I'd like to read something <laughs> about the, the guy who made the Gizmodo, but. <laughs> Gizmondo, sorry, the not Gizmodo. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably just go Shigsy. Because yeah, the thing, the thing, the thing is, with Shigs is we already know like a lot about his childhood and stuff, don't we? Because it's all sort of well documented. Like, don't things. stop fucking banging on yeah. about it. Every time he releases a new game, he bangs yeah. up a new yeah, story in, about it, when it, he was a kid. If it's in his words, then well, yeah. I think, yeah. But how but many chapters? Be able to understand it. How many chapters will be dedicated to measuring things? <laughs> yeah, based on Sean's reporting of Shigeru Miyamoto every chapter would be based <laughs> yeah. on um, I, I, I see because you've also got to think about what he would say and I, I've got mm. a feeling he ain't going to be that honest about things you know what I mean like <laughs> he's not going to turn around and go Joe what Steel Diver was fucking shit <laughs> like he's not going to get to that point um, which is a shame yeah. uh, I'd be interested in reading I mean this is absolutely not an autobiography but like just snapshots of like people's experiences of working with him. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that would be a great book, wouldn't it? Pure, like, because you know, obviously we know him as this really nice guy, and I'm sure he is a lot of the time, but he's like really infamous for, um, like if he doesn't like how a project is going, there's apparently there's a Japanese phrase which basically means like flipping the table, and that he's notorious for doing that. We just go right, start over, this game's not working, like, yeah. delete it and start again. Apparently, he's notorious for that. Um, so he's got to be a bit of a dick. Didn't well, you've got to be, be able to do that. You're a boss. Mm. You're a boss. You've, every boss is mm. a dick. Yeah, so. true, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, Kurt Lewin then also asks, who would, who, say, <coughs> who would you say is the most influential person in gaming? Influential? Outside of us, I assume. Yeah, well, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, how do you mean? From what? From a development point of view or...? I don't know, like, presumably, like, you know, they say something and it makes the news and it makes people think and change the way they do things, well, I guess. Shigeru Miyamoto is the answer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, isn't it? He's the guy who's influenced everybody. Yeah. You know, everyone refers back to the way Nintendo do things and a big. he was a huge part of that. He was, like, the sort of face of Nintendo when everything kicks off again for the second time after the big bus. Um, mm. I don't know... I just, I, you can't say anyone else, really, can you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, can enough. you? PewDiePie. <laughs> no. <laughs> no I think, no. Um, to, to, in terms of design and, and and sort of game creation, yeah, I mean, I'd pretty much go Shigsy, maybe like mm. uh, John Romero. But yeah. um, in terms of overall gaming right now, I'd probably say the, that Justin guy invented Twitch, just because in terms mm. of influence. You know, they created a platform which is now influencing the industry mm. 
more than than anything else and changing the whole way the industry works so that was a slightly annoying answer but yeah that's probably my I mean, answer you're right because it is yeah it changes the way games get made so yeah and we were talking about PUBG and that the reason that game is so massive apart from being yeah. a good game and people wanting to play it is because you know people watching it and it's been designed to be watched as well as mm. played and mm. you know and it sold 8 million copies in 5 months yeah. mm. Ben Syme says any taps in the chat Taps in the chat might be dead because I've moved to Twitch and there's no tap emoji. <laughs> so, oh, what? I know. What? Sorry. what? I mean, you can't put any old emoji in there. Um, I'm sure maybe if I can create... Because you can create your say, own ones, can't you? I've definitely you, seen all sorts of shit on Twitch. You can chat, definitely so. create your own uh, when you're partner and there's... You can create various num- the different amounts of of your own custom emoji based on donations or, or some sort of some level. But maybe that's an, an mm-hmm. affiliate thing as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then we can create but our own I was saying, we, we, yeah, I need a new emoji for new uh, followers and a new emoji to announce yourself when you get there. So if you're on my streams, just, just chuck some ideas out there. But yeah, the tap that B and taps in the chat, that was a great moment in time, but it might be dead. Yeah. But we'll always remember. Yeah, it might be dead. Probably we'll should be remember. dead. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make yeah. a lot of fucking sense outside of the no, it did, people it, it who were in that no, room. That time. You had to go. It was <laughs> glorious. <laughs> John, John glorious had day. to go, oh uh, yeah, tap that B, guys. Yeah. What I mean is subscribe, please, to my channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you weren't there on like one and two, then after that, it was just, yeah. You didn't know what no the need. fuck was going on. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, theme. That, uh, well, oh, I don't know what you want. I'm doing a proper Farley now. I don't know if you want me to read this last one, because it's basically asking you to be nice about Midnight Resistance. Yeah, I read. I, you, you should. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Athene says, Midnight Resistance is ending soon. What is your standout moment? For me, it's the 15 minutes of fame that the random game concept ge- generator got them. Which actually cost us money in the end, by the way. Okay. My standout moment was how they dedicated an episode to how they didn't agree with the GMAs and then went to the GMAs. That's what... <laughs> dedicate an episode to it. You did. You did a whole episode about how you didn't, you weren't eating the we food. We did not do a and then whole there was episode, episode about it. It came up in conversation. It was an episode dedicated to how much I hated GMAs, okay. how they weren't going to eat the food, okay. and they went to the GMAs and ate the food. Okay. It was just... It was what did food. you say? If anyone takes a photo of me, I'm going to flick the V's at it. Oh, come on, Sean. Can you, can you look back on that and go, nah, come on, we were a bit weird then. <laughs> Uh, I've not listened to that episode. That was that was the one with Rab Florence on it. I'll send it to you. I've got okay. it saved. Sorry, on I know my where, I know where it is. I know where I can find Classic. my own podcast episodes. <laughs> oh, look at it! Look, Sean's getting up a tea. I've called him out, and he's getting yeah. up a tea. Sean just accepted. That was weird. Uh, I'm just that glad that the when the game concept generator thing took off, it got retweeted by Notch before he went insane. Maybe that, that was the one. That was the one. That push point him over the edge. Him over the yeah, edge. yeah, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was a nice guy before that. Then all. John, your favourite Midnight Resistance moment? I like the the fact that now the set, both your t-shirts have been brilliant, mm. and I like Thank the you. fact that the, the second one that you're selling it and making money off it because I, I mean, this is, sounds a weird thing to say, but I just think, I mean, what an amazing brand that you guys created oh, that did, you know managed to to permeate so many different people that are in and out of gaming. You know, mm. almost everybody's heard of it. And yeah, you sold one banging t-shirt and then decided to make no money off it. And then I was, I was just really happy when you're like, that's another amazing t-shirt and you're just making some cash off it. Not that, you know, you're out there trying to make big bucks, but you know, yeah, that's the fucking, yeah, you, you know, there's so many people trying to create their own brand in this fucking industry that yeah. aren't IG and GameSpot, whoever, and you guys mm. actually did it. So I think, you mm. know, with all due respect, 
you know you, you can bring that if you ever choose to down the road you you know it's strong enough to be brought back at any point so you mm-hmm. know i like all that kind of stuff anyway so yeah that's yeah. my that's my favorite thing Cheers. We, uh, this we is were a- talking about because you're so, sorry matt before you start off because it's still on subject with those t-shirts mm. they, we were chatting about how you've just gone you know what we need we want some money for the amount of effort and time we put into this thing, yeah. we're going to keep the money for ourselves. Yeah. And I just thought, hey, what, you know, we were sort of saying this, like, what, what was wrong with doing that the first time? But I understand <laughs> why you were going, all the money Murray's will go back into the show and all, because that's like the standard thing. That's like the mm. norm. Mm. Should we talk about what Matt's going to get all shy and stuff? So we were thinking maybe doing a tip jar. And once a month, just saying, hey, you enjoyed this month's worth of podcast, then you, there's a tip jar. If you want to go to this web address, you can leave us a tip. That's it, right? Mm. Not begging for money, not saying, you know, a monthly payments or anything, just saying maybe a tip jar. And Matt got a bit coy about it. And I'm not taking a piss out of you, Matt, because, like, I understand why you were, because that's not, that's the normal. But then when we were talking about streaming on Twitch, we were saying, well, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put the donut, like the Twitch, uh, the, we'll put like a tip jar link up on there. And I'm thinking, why is it acceptable for while I'm just playing a game on the internet that we get donations? But when we're putting this podcast together week in, week out, asking for a tip is weird and awkward. Mm. And it is just because it's not the norm, is it really? And there's, there's that whole, hey, we want a little bit of money. We're selling these t-shirts and stuff. Mm. But don't worry, all the money is going back into the show. <laughs> and like, that's just mad. Sometimes you do a fuckload of work and you, get you, know, for it. Yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to pay. You don't have to buy one of these t-shirts, yeah. but you know, want a little bit of money. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I think it was like when we did the first lot of shirts, it wasn't far off when, was it when Penny Arcade wanted to do a podcast and they're like, right, we want a million dollars. <laughs> we're not doing it and like and obviously that's completely the other end of the spectrum but it just puts a fucking foul taste in your mouth just thinking about profiting from it yeah and to the point you're just like well, i don't even want any money from it now i just <laughs> um which is which is an overreaction um but yeah it's, it's yeah i don't know when there's so many podcasts that are just free and people don't ask for anything yeah there's definitely something there's in some, our culture not many, as well, in england mm. And, yeah. you know, that we are not really designed to be like that. But in America, mm. you know, they're more than happy to, to chuck their Patreon out there. It's just way more normal, I think, for Americans yeah. generally as a culture to be more capitalist and, yeah. Greedy. you know, I'm a fucker. Like, <laughs> you know, there, there are obviously things wrong. And I don't want to get into some weird side topic here, but like, mm. I'm a capitalist and I have no issue with business and people making money. I, 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 I like it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's not me saying that everybody should be evil capitalists or anything like that, but I like business and it's exciting. So why the fuck not? Mm. There's uh, ways of doing it as well. Yeah. Taps in the chat, mate. Taps in the chat. Tip, tip, tips tips in the, in the chat. chat. So Good yeah, nice anyway, yeah. Fucking fair place. Yeah. Cheers. That's um, nice. In terms not of you, Dave. My, not um, you. my most memorable Minnows Essence moment is definitely, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that escaping into Skyrim article, which I still think about. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that, that, was it that article that got nominated for GMA, or was it just the writer, or or was it actually something completely different, Sean? I can't remember. I'm I think sure, it was I'm just sure the article. Somebody wrote an article. An article. I'm no. It's, oh, I can't remember the guy's name on Twitter, but I'm sure someone wrote an article that got nominated. But regardless, escaping in Skyrim um, is, is the thing I think about most. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think about that more than when they said Bantercast were dead. 
No, I mean, <laughs> I have that. That's imprinted on my brain every day when I wake up. You see, you keep bringing that up. And, yeah, in the, in the, the computer game show WhatsApp group, it's like, right, what are we doing on Twitch this week, guys? How are we going to monetize this thing? <laughs> like, like, there's obviously, like, a shift going on. Do you not think? Oh, yeah, Ooh. definitely, yeah. Mm. No. Manicast <laughs> is still strong, baby. <laughs> you wanker. Wait, okay, is that it? You done? That is it. I'm done. Uh, Matt, have you got anything to say for yourself this Absolutely. week? Absolutely. I mean, obviously all the usual social channels are out there. We're at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, send us an email, etc. But we'd love for you to follow us on Twitch. We're at twitch.tv slash the computer game show. We're going to be doing tons more streams, certainly in the lead up to Destiny 2, mostly while I'm sorting out my technical issues, but certainly once Destiny 2 hits uh, next week, we'll be smashing out as much as we can. We'll, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a fair few streams at the moment just to see what works, what doesn't work. <laughs> Um, so yeah, go over to twitch.tv slash computer game show and give us a follow over there. We're also on iTunes. Yeah, so get on that. Give us iTunes reviews and that. iTunes John. reviews and, you know, t- t- tell a mate, tweet us, tweet about us. Just, we need to get, get us out there. Get us out there. John. John. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. That's always to pleasure. Have you. Anything you'd like to be calling? Oh, yeah. Your... Yeah. Hold on. I think we'll oh, be sorry. calling your... Uh, sorry, Matt's trying to produce the okay. show again. Um, I think we'll be calling on you quite a few times in the next couple of months or so <laughs> after uh, Sean fucks off. Yeah, so you're still not sorted a replacement? Nope. It's a surprise. <laughs> that was what's going to happen. But, no, send your CVs in. Yes. The computer game show at gmail.com. Yeah, CVs and a 30-second um, audio, audio about clip why That we will be. play... That's we will play on the show, 100%. Um, yeah, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, definitely. Uh, oh. John Denton on YouTube, just, it's J-O-N, type it in, subscribe to that, and then, after doing that, if you would like to, twitch.tv forward slash John Denton, it's J-O-N, hit follow on that, watch some streams, then after that, if you haven't already, John Denton on Twitter, it's J-O-N, follow that, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, that's fine. I'll see you all later, and I'll be here. And <laughs> if you are following him on Twitter, which you absolutely, absolutely should follow John on Twitter, but if you are following him on Twitter because of this very bit, just tweet him at TCGS, because oh, then yeah, you know how many... Use the code TCGS. Mm. <laughs> do, say, or, or drop a comment on YouTube, or drop a comment on, on Twitch, any of the above, all three. Let, you know, we're, we're creating some synergistic shit here. <laughs> we, we are, it is weird. It is weird. We've Not like, trying, mate. It's happening. Yeah. 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 We've Sorry, got to Dave do a Cable. proper co-stream, haven't we? Okay, that's enough. Goodbye. You've had enough. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you Bye. next week. Bye. Thanks for living it. Bye. 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 Nuts. All right, mm. I'm going to bed. I'm dying for a piss as well. Cheers, John. Yeah, man, oh, you want, mate? Yeah, no worries. Anytime. Yeah. Well, not anytime, but you know, all the time. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to bed. I tell you that. <laughs>